Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Welcome to another episode of the Low Mid Podcast. I'm Huey Revolution. With me as always, we got Ramil. What the fuck going on, y'all? And Nemo the Zeus. What's up? What's up? We got a good show lined up for you guys today. We're going to get into the trending topics, um, ranging from 6 9 to famous black actors and actresses. Our top three for the day is top three albums of 2019, and you know your boy Nemo doesn't, no, 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 your boy Huey doesn't really <laughs> listen to albums like that, so he's going to be doing singles, <laughs> just like we did for the top half of the year. And then we got a album review of Smoke Perp, Dead Star 2. Yep. Y'all ready? Let's go. But first things first, we got another debate, am I right? Yes, yeah, sir, we got another debate. What's the debate for today, guys? All right, so we have talked about the type the type of eras in hip-hop, and yeah. we think that there are three eras that have happened in this decade, and that would be the internet era from 2007 to 2014, mm-hmm. the SoundCloud era from 2015 to, like, mid-2018, and the fast food era, which is what we're <laughs> in now. So what a, name one artist from each era to give people an example. So an example from the internet era would be someone like Soldier Boy, Mac or Miller. yeah, Mac Miller or Tyler, because you know they came up off of putting mixtapes early internet on yeah. like random ass websites and shit. So <laughs> an example from the SoundCloud era would be like X, because he he got he got famous for SoundCloud. X Pump. And an uh, example from the fast food era, I guess, would be Lil Tecca, since yeah. he makes songs fast and he freestyles. <laughs> like, I don't know. There you go. Okay, so I will be the judge today. Nemo is going to be arguing for... SoundCloud era. Ramil is going to be arguing for... Intranet. Intranet era. <laughs> and I'm going to get to decide who has argued that their era is best but you guys also get a say you know what i'm saying to see who's going to be the people's champion you know what i'm saying let us know who you guys agree with more and let us know which era you like better and give your arguments for why or why not so we're going to start with the two minute introduction who wants to go first the two minute introduction round you want to you want to rock paper scissors for it sure all right i will uh Give you guys commentary on what's happening. Wait, so the winner goes second. I think the winner. The winner gets to choose for, who they want. The winner. Let's have the winner. If they want to go. Let's have the winner go first. Just the winner gets to choose if they want to go first or second. Okay. <laughs> okay. 
Rock, paper, scissors. They're both doing it. What What the fuck was that? that Nemo was... threw out a worm or something. <laughs> 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 he he threw out was like half a, a figure. That, that, was, like... that was Rock. That was Rock? Yeah. What, what, did, you, that what did you throw out? All right, run, run, run that, that back. I think you can't throw out worm. <laughs> it was like a trigger <laughs> finger. Rock, paper, scissors, worm. All right, here we go, here we go. Scissors, shoot. All right. Okay, y'all, All right. they both threw the same thing. Nemo threw Rock. Ramil right. through scissors. So that means I go second. Then. Okay. Nemo <laughs> gets to go second. Ramil. All right. Your two minutes starts in three, two, one, go. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is your boy Ramil representing the internet side of this debate. You feel what I'm talking about? The internet era for the purpose of this argument is going to be from the years 2007 to 2014. So, my first point about arguing why I think the internet era is better than the SoundCloud era is because. From 2007 to 2014, just straight up, there was more hits, more hit songs throughout the sound, throughout the internet era. I mean, come on, you had the birth of Soldier Boy. Who doesn't remember the Soldier Boy craze in 2007 with the whole dance? Who doesn't remember in 2011 or 2009 when Tyler dropped Goblin? Who doesn't remember that moment? You know what I'm saying? These are moments that helped us grow up. You know what I'm talking about? I think that, and even just, even still, not even through internet music, but also, this is the time where internet music became mainstream. It became known to the masses. You know what I'm saying? This is what birthed niggas getting famous because of the internet, because of YouTube, this era right here. Um, that's One just, minute left. That's, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, I feel like the music from this era um, helped define the next maybe 15 to 20 years after it. It set the foundation for it. Um, and yeah, those are my short, sweet opening statements. All right, all right. And that was our opening statements on the internet era from Rama. Nemo, your time starts in three, two, go. All right, so my first point on why the SoundCloud era was a better time for me is because one, the SoundCloud era was a more revolutionary time, not only for the fans and the artists and producers, but also for the underground, because think about it. In the SoundCloud era, it was easier for people to connect with their favorite artists, you know what I'm saying? Because you like, say for example, your favorite local artist has like 3,000 followers, right? And then like, he just decides to do a pop-up show. You can just go to that show and it'll only be like $5 or something. And then boom, you, you can instantly connect with them thanks to the power of that and Instagram. Mm. So there's also that and um, you know, not only did artists like 21, Uzi, Warhol, Pump, and Cardi come from there, you can't forget about artists like Jid, Ski, Denzel, you know what I'm saying? And as far as the artist and producer side, uh, a lot of people were trying things in a newer and more innovative way, you know what I'm saying? Especially the producer side, because think about like Ski Mask, because he used to have like a whole bunch of different cartoon samples and shit. And then you have producers like Nick Mira who decided to incorporate the alternative style into a newer trap way. So that shit was fire as fuck for me too. And think about X and Ronnie J. They were like the, one of the first niggas to, to uh, like really put distortion in their 808. So that's another reason why the, uh, the SoundCloud era was better. And in the SoundCloud era, songs became shorter and they became more to the point. Unlike in the internet era where like people were like making seven minute songs and shit and weren't really getting to the point like that. So 
you know what I'm saying? And as far as the hit songs, you know, in the, in the SoundCloud era, the hit songs were revitalized in a newer, more youthful way. There, there really weren't that many hit songs. So that's what I would have to say. All right, all right. Good opening round. You know what I'm saying? Now we're going to go into round two, which is our cross-examination round. Both contestants will get to ask questions to the judge, your boy Huey, and to the other opponent in order to try to dismantle their argument a little bit. You know, you know how lawyers do. Mm -hmm. um, so we're going to start with Ramil. You have another two minutes to ask questions. Um, you ready? Yes, good. Three, dose, un, go. So, also in the internet era, we have to acknowledge how the internet era revolutionized the way we access music. There wouldn't be a SoundCloud era had there never been a YouTube, you know, because at the same time, the SoundCloud era is a child of the internet era. Without the internet era, there is no other avenue for people to get on the radio than if there wasn't SoundCloud, if there wasn't YouTube, you know what I'm saying? If there wasn't YouTube, you couldn't have SoundCloud because you would need the radio, but you, need, you had the internet, so you didn't need that. And secondly, um, the, the SoundCloud era is also where I guess we can attribute the birth of mumble rap to. That has become a very controversial topic in hip hop, <laughs> mumble rap. And you can't say that that started with the internet era because at least people were still saying words. <laughs> and the, in the SoundCloud era, that's when mumble rap became its most heightened, it became its most popular, and that's where the most controversial came from older hip hop heads and amongst the general public in some cases. Um, can't say that about the internet era. One um, minute left. And I believe that in the internet era, we had artists such as Tyler, such as Gucci Man, who had more staying power than those in the in those in the SoundCloud era. Some examples from the SoundCloud era, other than the big ones that you name, I'll give you those big names. But most of the SXL people who have come after 2014 have most of them stayed or most of them fallen the fuck off. We don't need to answer that question. Lil Xan is gone. He um, never made it to double XL though. But he's a SoundCloud rapper, for sure. Um, 30 seconds left And I feel like The internet era Gave us more artists Who were more sustainable talent More longevity And it's proven Because Tyler released One of the best albums this year Gucci Man is still prolific And while Soulja Boy Doesn't release music anymore Can't lie to Soulja Boy's name Comes up You're gonna check it out <laughs> So <laughs> Regardless if it's because of music Or whether it's because of him being Soulja Retarded Boy. He <laughs> He's got the name relevant so, Two, internet, one. baby. This man asked no questions <laughs> in the question asking round. That was a really good round for you. But yeah, you that was. Ask no questions at all. That was amazing. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't want to stop him and say, like, you finna ask questions because I was like, is he gonna. This is beautiful. This is like a work of art right here. All right, Nemo, are you ready for the cross examination round? Mm -hmm. You can ask questions or you could just. You know what I'm saying? Ugly. <laughs> Dispute. Everything he said. <laughs> Fuck the rules. Ready? Three. Dose. Mm -hmm. Go. All right. So first question. What's your favorite Pusha T album? Daytona. All right. So who was the producer on that? Kanye West. So if Kanye West have never heard of Pierre Bourne, who emerged from the SoundCloud era, that album would have never happened. And he would have never tried to revitalize the sound on Yay. And is that a fact? Yes. That's a fact. <laughs> okay. That's a fact. Yes. Okay. Because on that album, he was using the Pierre 808s. <laughs> All right. 
30 seconds in. So that's all I have for the questions, bro. Alright. Do you want to keep talking or do you want to end uh, No, I'm going to say that. Alright. Reset. Round three. Closing arguments. Closing this is where you throw everything at the wall, you know what I'm saying, and uh, let them have it. You dig? Ramil? Let's get it. Three, two. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Shit. <laughs> Sorry, this shit got stuck. My bad. <laughs> All hold right. Pause. Three, two, <laughs> what? Go. All right, so two I'm going to th- th- throw some names in the internet era that I haven't mentioned yet. Um, Big Sean did emerge from the internet era. Can't lie. There are a lot of other artists that came from the internet era that weren't in the internet, but you said the music from these years. You didn't say it had to become it had to come from because of the internet. That's and true. you have you have also hits such as you have hits from Watch the Throne, Niggas in Paris. A lot of our hits came from that era, three thousand and five. You have um even your hits, Oh Let's Do It from your list came in two thousand eight. That's part of the internet era. So I think as far as like the legend, the legend status of a lot of these songs, Waka Flocka is still relevant to some people. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I think that the artists from this time have more staying power. The internet, the internet, this era is what raised our generation. The SoundCloud era is what's raising the kids above, uh, under us, and even still, the kids under us are still listening to the internet era more than they're probably listening to the SoundCloud era. Um. And at the same time, while the SoundCloud era does definitely have its talented artists, such as X, such as Juice World, you know, to name a few RP, um, we can't deny that in totality, the impact from the rappers and the music from the internet era is still affecting us today. Whereas some music from a SoundCloud rapper last year, you could hear about it for two weeks, but you won't hear about it today. Songs from 2007, 2008 are still being played today. Tyler's Goblin is still being played today. Gucci Man's first mixtape is still being played today. I don't know if anybody's bumping Lil Pump's first album now. People are definitely still bumping Gucci Gang. Mm, that's his biggest hit. I give you that. Um, but my closing argument is that the internet had a bigger impact because of the amount of hits, the hits, the um, the impact that the hits had on our generation, and even the one slightly above us, and how the mumble rap of the SoundCloud era and the kind of elevated distortion of the lyrics has kind of made people feel like this era is where rap truly became, I guess, dumbed down. Done. Okay. Done. Here, here. Nemo, you ready? What's up? Three. Are you ready? What's up? For the for the y- yes. round three. What's up? Three, two, one, Gucci gang. All right, so my next point. The SoundCloud ever forced people to think about music way more differently. So think about artists like Kanye, Drake. They ended up going into the SoundCloud era and looking for inspiration. So you can't tell me that you don't remember when Drake got caught slipping when he copied X's flow on KMT. Do y'all remember that? Mm-hmm. He was definitely inspired by X and that. And to go back to Kanye, he definitely was inspired by Pierre Bourne and Magnolia and Playboy Cardi. So he made Ye, he made Scoopity Doopity Doop, and he made um, Daytona, and then he ended up ma- making Kids See Ghost. Who else was inspired by um, the SoundCloud era? Well, 
definitely Chance's god awful hot shower. And Chance definitely did come from the internet era, and he was definitely inspired by Splurge to use a beat that simple and to make something that that uh, I don't even want to get into that one. <laughs> and we can't forget about Uzi's A flow. Everybody's copying Uzi's A flow at def definitely around that time. Now let's talk about the stats. Let's talk about achievements. There's been a bigger variety of SoundCloud rappers that have gotten achievements and Grammys from this area, and that's a fact. In the, in the internet era, there was only about three rappers getting major achievements. When I say major, I'm talking about the Grammys or the BET, and that was Drake, Future, or Kendrick. Well, Future, he got nominations, but then again, in this era, this is the era when those artists started to emerge and solidify their legacy. Drake, Future, and Childish Gambino. Gambino got the Grammy for the best song of the year in 2018. And he was definitely inspired by the SoundCloud generation to say that song. Time. Okay. Dang. This is difficult. This is very, very difficult. And a quick point about Childish Gambino, who was also a product of the internet era. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, do y'all do y'all have more to say, or are y'all all out? Um, I don't really have much else to say. No, I mean I can still say some more facts. Can I give y'all? We get an extra round. I'll, can I give y'all one minute to just talk back and forth? Because it's very close. This right man now. said, "Yeah, we need a tiebreaker. <laughs> we need a tiebreaker round. I'm not lying." Okay. All right, can we get one minute? Where all right, each or just both for of all, us? Both of y'all at the same time. Free for all. One minute each. I'm not one minute each. One minute, back and forth. Ready? Say whatever you want. Go. All right. So the first thing I want to say is, yeah, Drake. He ended up making. He ended up breaking a lot of records for streaming. I'll make it two minutes. Yeah, he ended up breaking a lot of records for streaming. But let's not let's not forget that the SoundCloud rappers ended up breaking those records. I'm talking about X, Juice World, and even Post Malone. Can't forget about Post Malone. That nigga ran on the, the billboards. He and, and he emerged in 2015. He was a SoundCloud rapper. Okay, but at the same time, we're you're acknowledging the fact that these guys are doing numbers. But what are they doing to the culture? Post Malone has been almost universally maligned as one of the one of the I guess if you for lack of a better term, one of the culture vultures of our culture. And he's been universally regarded as somebody who's used his privilege to gain access into the industry. So the SoundCloud era has given birth to those opportunities, whereas and it's kind of taken away opportunities from artists who are more lyrical and more deserving in the, a lot of those cases. And again, for the internet era, you brought up Childish Gambino. I'm glad that you brought him up. Childish Gambino got one big. One minute left. Childish Gambino got big between the years of 2011, 2013, if you were listening to him. So he became his biggest in 2005, that's 2013. He just now became bigger in these last couple of years because of his show. You know what I'm saying? His music was already big in the internet era, but because that's, but that's he had as the a writer though, not because as a hip hop that's artist. What, but that's what I'm saying. But I'm saying his music is bigger because his profile grew. But he got big during the internet era. He sustained because of his talent. And Drake and Kanye and all those guys that you name were already made names. Take Care came out 2011. Take Care came out 2011, which is still basically regarded as Drake's best album in 2011. And that album has influenced how many people? Too many to okay, count. So oh wait, oh, eight oh eight and eight. Do we now remember what, and heartbreak? Do we now 2008 what, influenced Travis. Influenced the, the SoundCloud era. There is no SoundCloud without the internet. Do we now remember what X did for the culture? 
That man gave out money, he gave out food, he gave out PlayStations. X does not represent the entire SoundCloud era. Even though he's the biggest artist, he can't speak for everybody. He can't speak to what the era did in its entirety. He's one person. Yeah, this is this was our toughest one yet, man. That's fucked up that I have to be the judge for this one. This is literally the closest one yet. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of figure out the winner as I say <laughs> the rounds. So judge, good debate, very good debate, very good, very debate. good debate. Judge Jihad Brent scores round one, ten nine to Nemo. That's the first round. He scores round two. 10-9 This man is like a boxing round. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> he scores round three, uh, an eight tie. Round three was a tie, bro. <sighs> so at this point, we're at a standstill. And then with that final <sighs> overtime round, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> we have a split decision for... Who do y'all think won? Who do y'all think won? Yeah, I'm interested to see the Discord. (laughs) Somebody give me a countdown from 10. That's the only way I'm going to say a name. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Rob Middle, I'll give it to him. It was was very close, man. That was very, very close. I can't lie. Very good debate, man. I actually did. I had to really think. That was a split decision. I feel like there there needs to be a rematch. (laughs) That was a, that was a close. This fight. is KSI and Logan that Paul Part even, One. Because in the in the last round, it's like Nemo would say something like, "Oh, he's about to win," and then you would say something like, "Okay, well, he's about to win." <laughs> I was like, "Fuck, I don't know." But let good us, battle. Very good. Debate. Good battle. Respect. Let us know in the Discord who do you think won. Maybe the People's Champion will be different from my pick. Yeah. And let us know if y'all want to see a part two to this or a different debate between the two on a similar vein. And uh, which era do you like better, the internet era? Or the SoundCloud era, or the McDonald's era, which we're in right now. Dang, well, it's kind of funny that like the Migos literally have a, a Popeye, fast food fast menu. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we started that shit, homie. Hell yeah! There, I bet you there'll be more rappers like a little Yachty Wendy's red chicken nuggets. Oh menu. hell no! Nah. They already doing rap snacks and shit. You know they getting yeah, in with yeah. the food. A little Zan kids menu. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, dog! Ski Mask needs to deal next. Yeah, what would he be with? I'm surprised you didn't bring him up. I did. I did talk about Ski. Did he? Yeah, I, t- I said he brought uh, him up earlier. Yeah, his his cartoon samples and yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That is innovative. That was tough, man. Because I was like, I'm trying to think of what, what were the points. It was like because Nemo brought up a lot of good points with the streaming and like how the internet guys have like first they didn't want to use our sound, well yeah. not our sound, SoundCloud sound. Then they were kind of like mm, shit, kind of fine. <laughs> exactly. <And> then, <laughs> And then Ramel brought up some good points, like, but we see the biggest names from that era have the staying power. He's like, I don't know if we're gonna be listening to Lil Pump next year, which we're not. Well, so I, obviously he's like, going. Obviously he's going to use the worst examples. I could have brought up. <laughs> I could have brought up Kid Ink. I could have brought up Diggy Simmons. Ooh, damn. <laughs> Why didn't you? <laughs> that have been a good argument. <laughs> I'm just saying. I think. I think. I think. I think. In this era, I think the rappers that are worst are getting more attention. Than the rappers who were, cause like Ooh. Kid Ink was never as big as Juice World, or not not Juice World, not Juice World. Kid Ink was never as big as like Lil Xan. Okay. He and the was, reason the reason nah, I said Juice nah, World is because Juice, Juice World was, is a big bro. example. Nah, nah, he was bigger than he was bigger than Lil Xan, bro. Kid Ink? I don't yeah. think so, man. He, he had he had a hit, bro. 
He had a hit, but like, was he bigger than Made in Teal? Cultural. He wasn't a bigger name than Lil Xan. Maybe his music was doing good, but yeah, he might have had a bigger was, hit. Lil Xan was on SNL, man. Not him himself, but like they referenced him on SNL. Yeah, that's how you know you're big. But they were the, they referenced Kid Ink everywhere. Nigga, where? Where? I don't fucking Besides know. Besides that fucking one Netflix movie that we watched, U- ugly ass <laughs> TV show. I haven't seen show. that nigga in like <laughs> goddamn years. Right. I don't even know what this man looked like besides that one song that he had with Chris Brown. That was the only song I knew about when I had seen him. But I forgot what that nigga looked like. If you showed me a list, a lineup of just random niggas and was like one of them is Kid Ink. I wouldn't know who it was. I wouldn't be able to tell you. (laughs) Maybe maybe I would tell by the tattoos. Random nigga with with 2011 swag. (laughs) (laughs) That's like that dude. What's that dude who made snapbacks and tattoos? Snapbacks and tattoos. What's that dude's name? Kid Ink? No, That's I him? Know. I don't know. Oh, cool. I, I who was that kid? Y'all remember that song? Yeah. Is that Tyga? No. <laughs> nah, I don't. Tyga back then was Rack Rack City. I remember that too. song. Who I was that? Bitch, rack, rack, I don't know, bro. That could be ten, anybody, ten, bro. Twenties and fifties, bitch. I just, I just remember that was the thing back in 2011. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember either. But wearing the wearing the snapback on your hip and shit. I had, I did that in ninth grade. Yeah, I did. Roast y'all, I did that. Drinky Graham. I'm finna roast y'all. Drinky Graham. Drinky Graham. Who the fuck is that? Let me the see dude, what he looks the like. The dude who fucking Drinky Graham. What is up with these goddamn names? Drinky Graham, <laughs> Kid Ink. <laughs> bro, that's that's 2011. 2011 as hell. I wish y'all could see me. I wish y'all could see the pose. We're gonna the pip- yeah. screenshot that picture. We're gonna put it in the Bruh, chat. That's that 2011 swag, bro. Oh my god, this nigga grabbing his. That nigga, his <laughs> that he's grabbing plaid. his uh, flat brim hat. He had on the, plaid, one side. The, the plaid shirt with open, bro. Plaid shirt open with the with the um, wooden chain, <laughs> the fake chain with the one eyebrow raised up, looking like what's up. But that nigga, that nigga shaved his eyebrows too, didn't? Oh, y'all about to say? I'm finna say you got. <laughs> That nigga thought he was too cool, bro. I was going to say, you got to shave the fucking eyebrow, dog. Come Niggas on now. Niggas thought they was too cool going to school like that, bro. Oh, my God, bro. That was a drip back in the day, bro. That was a drip. That was, bro. jeans with the shoes that go over the jeans, like at the bottom. With oh, the yeah. big shit. tongue. I remember that yes. shit. Yes, oh, hell yes. Nah, when you cuff your shit at the bottom looking, and then you put that shit over Looking there. like, goddamn, what's that boy from uh, American Dad? Like how he wears his shoes with fucking, the, the uh, big tongue over the, shoe, over the pants. Fuck Stevie or something. I don't know. Oh, no. I never watched that show, but that shit is funny, bro. But what's name the name a what's a, another name that you could just give a random 2011 artist that looked like that? Young Wiz. Drizzo or some shit. Oh, just a random made up name. Yeah, that we can give we can tribute to him. Yeah. Oh, fucking Young Glizzy. Yeah, that's <laughs> what it was. Or shit, Five uh, Millie. <laughs> Five Millie. <laughs> Five Millie. <laughs> Young, young Thousand Air, <laughs> little Quran or some shit, <laughs> <laughs> little Duran, <laughs> Durag Freezy. <laughs> oh shit! Slick Jizzy, <laughs> Slick Jizzy, Slick Jizzy. These why do these all sound like legitimately rapping. New name. Young Money like signees back in two thousand. <laughs> I'm telling you, Young Young Jizzy, he's next, bro. He up next. Young Slizzy, bro, oh he gonna be next God. up. He gonna be bigger than Drake, bro. Oh my god, that shit funny, bro. You never heard of Matt Money Flyboy? Bro, that nigga next. Matt Money. It could just be Matt Money. (laughs) Matt Money. That's That's actually kind of hard. But now he actually was making a good argument for the internet side, though. Yeah. Because, you know what I'm saying? I actually really fuck with both of those eras heavy, heavy. We have no choice but to fuck with them. Like, like, these were our Yeah, Yeah, these are our times, bro. Just to be honest. (laughs) Just the SoundCloud era, we were just adults. Yeah. We were just mostly adults already by then. 2015 at the end of high school. Yeah, the end of high school. So we were like so right at the adults. time to be like appreciating it. I guess. Yeah. But yeah, man. Now this fast food era is like 
very much not our era, I guess. Like, it's kind of our era, but it's more so the era for us to, like, do something in rather than just be, like, sitting there listening to it. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's I not like we're... Era. It, I, it I'm not saying it hasn't I been here but long I'm saying it's, it's not like one of those eras where it's like, oh, I grew up on that. It's just kind of yeah. here. Oh, yeah. It's like, it, now it that we're adults, it's time for us to shine yeah. in this era and kind of kids will be looking up and being like, oh, how do you remember fucking Lil Tecca and shit like that? You know <laughs> yeah, saying? yeah. All right, man. Let's let's keep it going. Let's keep it rocking and pushing. What's the next topic? I want to talk about uh, Takashi Rat Nine. Man, yeah, he got two years. Yeah, yeah. He's just, he got sentenced twenty four months and five years on probation, and he's gonna have some time served in there because he's already been in there thirteen months. Yeah, so he's only gonna have to do another like year and a half. So they put that on top of that. Yeah, so they that subtracted the time that they, they did. He yes, sir. Yep. But he could be out as early as July. 2020. Yeah, yeah. Six nine, man. Six, yeah. Six nine. So think about that. He started out with 47, then they shaded down <laughs> to 37. Talk about a W. Yeah, rats. for real. All the little rats out there going. <laughs> they like yay in rat speak. You know what I'm saying? They like shit. Why? Uh oh. It's gonna be a whole bunch of light skin. Bro, that's niggas. a funny ass skit. If you just had like a whole bunch of <laughs> rats watching rat. six nine court case on the TV. But I'd be that'd be such yay, a fucking diss. <laughs> hey, did y'all see his core drawings though? Yeah, yeah he looks so depressed, bro. <laughs> he, he looks so forlorn. Like he, he look, the drawings were so dramatic. They were too serious for six nine. I didn't know who like was... they looked like real like court proceedings of like. I mean, I know this is real like heavy shit. Like lots of niggas are going away for years and years. Yeah. But like you still see this nigga with like a big six nine tattoo and rainbow hair, yeah. just pointing and looking sad and like, well, sir, I. It's the weirdest shit you ever want to see in your life. Yeah, man. I looks, I mean, he looks like a character from Sky High, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like a villain from Sky High, bro. But I don't, man. Listen, I mean, he did what he had to do to save his own ass as much as he could to get. You know, what I'm saying, obviously, 47 years down to just getting out in July 2020 is a huge W. But his image has been permanently tainted for sure. Like you can't. Even if he wants to continue rapping after this, it's like, bro. I think that's that'll be the intrigue, man. It's like, what are you gonna rap about? You can't same rap about shit. you can't rap about the same shit. Same shit. Because he's gonna get he's gonna rap about the situation. I bet. Hey man, the six nine saga continues. Yeah man, this is the weirdest fucking Dragon Ball Z arc ever. I'm saying, bro. I'm I'm, <laughs> bro, I'm only interested because of the story, bro. This shit, this is some weird. Yeah. The weirdest shit ever, bro. Do y'all think he was an agent? Y'all heard about that conspiracy that he was Hell an agent? No. That he was like well, I, now that now imagine if this nigga like comes to the Breakfast Club, tattoos gone, low Mexican haircut, with a fucking <laughs> a leather jacket and a tie, like yes sir, we had to go in there, we had to infiltrate the the bloods, and he's like yeah, it was just a job, it was just a job, that's all it was, man. That would be something, bro. Bro, that'll be the f- he would be the best spy ever. Yeah. You're the best double agent of you're, all time. You're going you're down, down in history. history. Stupid! Yeah, you know, you're just Academy things Award I had to too. do. Just things I had to do for the trade. Just oh so I had to, that would be amazing. This nigga bro. should be nominated for best actor. <laughs> for real. <laughs> like, <laughs> for real. Be, oh, Will Smith. Martin Lawrence. Takashi 69. <laughs> as as you. For Academy Award for acting, for literally playing the whole world. Yeah, man. Like he, bro. That I don't would know. Be crazy, bro. Because like, be but like, people do the grapevine. Like people who are really, <laughs> people who are really in the streets are like, why did this dude come out of nowhere and just be so confident that he was not gonna be touched? Like, because he paid a bunch of niggas to do, and he was just like, 
whatever. It was. I'm just saying, it's a conspiracy theory, but I'm just saying, like, oh. there were some people, there were some people saying, like, you know, he was talking like he had like protection, like protection, protection, not like gang protection, but like federal protection. It's just a conspiracy well, theory. I mean, he kind of did have federal protection when he when started he, snitching. When yeah. He put, <laughs> <laughs> when he started <laughs> snitching, they were like, "Yes, Daniel, come when on you now, put, shit. Daniel, co- co- tell us what happened." When you start putting shit on the internet, bro, and you're beefing with niggas over the internet. The government already knows everything that's happening. So if t- six nine end up getting killed by one of the niggas he was beefing with, it would have been very clear to see. Yeah. So it's like he kind of was just playing the world, well, the the whole internet, you know. But I think we're leaving out one element of this story, guys. Um, you remember what Charlemagne said? I don't about this whole situation. Nope. Oh, I do. Charlemagne nice. said if Takashi six nine <coughs> beats this case. That he would suck his dick. <laughs> yeah. But he didn't. Did he beat it technically? Did he beat it? He didn't get 47 years, bro. That's what he was talking about? I thought he meant if he didn't get any jail time. If he didn't get any jail time, that's what kind of a bet is that? Nah, man. He know what he meant. He know what he meant. Charlemagne. Hey, Charlemagne. If he beat his case, I'll suck your dick. You, you got about six months. Get your jaws ready. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Six nine been in there for a while, bro. He got some pent up energy, I bet. Oh my he, god! You know what I'm saying? Charlemagne. So, Charlemagne, you better get ready, bro. Charlemagne, if you ain't I, I seen a headline that was like Breakfast Club hesitant to interview Takashi after he gets out. No shit, because you know uh, what Takashi's gonna walk. Charlemagne in there was telling the executives, "No, nah, man, fuck that shit, dog. I don't want to do that shit." Hey, man. man, you said what you said. You said it online. You didn't have to say that shit. You didn't have to. That's the last thing you had to say. <laughs> so yeah, now the- you got to pay what you owe, homie. <laughs> <laughs> pay what you owe. Shout out Riley. Pay what you owe, oh, nigga. Pay what you owe. Hey, man. All right, Charlemagne. Good luck to you, Charlemagne. His name going to be Charlemagne the Jaw. That's <laughs> <laughs> Charlemagne the God. Charlotte Jaw the God. <laughs> Charlotte Jaw. What the Charlotte fuck? Mouth. Charlotte Mouth. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Charlemagne said that, man. You guys Why would you say that, Charlemagne? Why do you think he would say, man? <laughs> he, on, man? That's how sure you were, man. Nah, well, nah. All right. That's I how sure never, he was. Would, I'm never that sure of anything. Nope. Not me. Nope. <laughs> this sounds like something he maybe just kind of was like, shit, you know. Maybe this he wanted to try it out and like he's just like, this would be a good opportunity for me to do that. <laughs> if so, more power to you, Charlemagne. He was just like, okay, um, under normal circumstances, I wouldn't do this, but since he's about to go to jail, if he doesn't go to jail, I mean, I'll try it this time. Like, it sounds like he was saying it as like a reward. <laughs> <laughs> right. If he gets out, you beat this case, I'll suck it. <laughs> man. I'll suck his dick. crazy, man. Charlemagne. Hey, man. But, I mean, no, no, I have nothing else to say. Yeah. I have mean, shit else to say. Hey, man. You got to hold up the end of the deal. You, you said what you said. Did y'all shake on it, Charlemagne? <laughs> Somebody gonna shake on it after. <laughs> he gonna be shaking so but I don't know what it is. But damn. <laughs> you got to go. Bro, I don't know why y'all just made me picture that. Uh, oh. Taste the it? rainbow. So, <laughs> 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 man, gonna never look at Skittles the same way again. <laughs> Pack of Skittles again. <laughs> that was perfect. It was just right there. <laughs> fucking idiot. You fucking idiot. Oh, oh. shit. Oh. All right. All right. So, next topic. <laughs> and next topic. Next topic. Next topic. 
So next topic, you know what I'm saying? Face <laughs> the rainbow. Be the rainbow. All right. Black so, actors. Y'all know black actors? Uh, you know, I, 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 I know a few here I've there. I've seen a few. I've seen one or three. You dig? Something yeah, like just that. one or three. We were having this conversation in our group text the other day. Mm-hmm. Ramil just popped in there. He's like, yo, do you think... Will Smith is the most famous black actor or something. Mm-hmm. And we actually started... Ni- no, no. He said... It was Donald Charles Glover. Gambino. I was like, is Charles Donald Glover Gambino. as famous as Will Smith? Yeah, he said, is, Do- is Donald Glover as famous as Will Smith at this point? Hell no. And me and Nemo were like, nah. You know what I'm saying? But there is an argument to be said there. We started talking about all these black actors and actresses, and we were like, yo, who is the most famous black actor? And then who's the most famous black actress? And we we kind of just want to finish the conversation. We held the conversation. We're like, let's talk about it on the podcast. So yeah. where we started was you said. I said that Donald, I said, do y'all think Donald is as big as Will Smith? And we all basically agree, like, nah, not yet. Not you yet. Know? Even though. He's big. He's big. And, like, Lion King is a big get. But you got to also remember that, Th- that Will Smith crowd. did Aladdin. Yeah. Which was made more money than Lion King. And he's been around longer, too. And he's been around longer. He's, he. I feel like he's just like a worldwide name at this point. Like I feel like people in Germany know Will Smith. I feel like people in Germany probably don't know Donald. Glover they do that know well. Donald. You think so? Yes, the Lion King, bro. I mean, but like, do you know the and little, Star Wars, bro? But do you know the little boy who played Young Simba from the Lion King? No, no, I don't. I feel like Will Smith is one of those people that transcends his roles, and you know, there there's some people that get big roles that like the average like. We're in America, so like the average person buying something is like a middle-aged white person, and they probably don't know <laughs> Donald Glover that well. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, I think if you mention Donald, I think if you which like if you if you're talking to a person and they know Will Smith, there's a chance they may know who Donald Glover is. For sure, there's a chance. But I think as far as like you brought up a good point earlier about like damn, I didn't think about like the older generation yeah. about who they would know. Like since Donald is our generation, like. Th- they might like our parents. At least I'll speak for myself. My parents just found out who Donald Glover was through mainly his show oh, and like wow, him being really? on Star Wars and stuff like that. Because mostly, to be honest, white people knew who he was. White folks didn't know him like that at first. Yeah, not many. Mm, but yeah. I, I was, I was saying, I was like, my rebuttal was like, nah, man. Like elderly white women know Will Smith. Facts. I don't think elderly white women know Donald nah, Glover. Nah, I just think he needs to get more roles. He d- he he's getting a lot more roles and he he does, but it's just I don't know. There's something about Donald that makes him seem like less mainstream than he is. Probably, isn't it? That's a, that's weird, right? Of the way he blew up because like he was doing music and stuff for so long, and then he that, was on TV. And he just hasn't gotten enough roles yet. He yeah. hasn't been. I mean, as he just prolific. hasn't had enough time in the game. But I mean, think yeah. about where Will Smith was when he was like what 35. Is that how old? Yeah, he was pretty yeah. big. Also, he was a rapper. He was a rapper too. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, Will Smith was, was, was a rapper, but he wasn't. Was he but, big for rapping? But yeah, yeah, he was big as fuck for rapping. Donald Glover has is talked about more in the music world, but Will Smith had bigger hits. Like he had like generic like pop. Beat. Summertime, yeah, but come on now. But some niggas yeah. think because the internet was the best album of the year in 2013. And that's fair. Yeah, but I don't feel. I like, mean, I, feel I don't like, feel like as many people heard that album as we would think. Yeah, yeah that's like also n- true. overall, yeah, our generation, yeah, we heard that shit. And but then, yeah, I also brought up. I was like, "Is there something to be said for Samuel L. Jackson?" Fuck yes, every, it's an argument. Every Avengers movie, Pulp yeah. Fiction, any movie with any black guy ever, it's, it's Samuel it's fucking Samuel Jackson. Jackson. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> motherfucker. And he'd be in the cartoon suit, the kids' exactly. cartoons. Yeah, man. And Avengers made more money than anything ever. And he's like been in all of those movies, but it 
you know what I'm and saying? then Denzel <clears throat> Denzel I mean Denzel nah, not for me bro because my He's... parents did not want me to watch him damn wait why don't know. I mean, that is that, that's not, that. I mean, like he's, he's still big. He was he's in big. every R-rated movie, so they won't. Oh, win. he's oh. big, but I feel like Denzel was out before Will, Fast. and I knew Will before I knew Denzel. Did you? Same. Yes. Same. Well, also, Will had like that. Hit. I had heard his Will name. Will had the Fresh Prince, man. The Fresh, Fresh Prince, Prince bro. Like, I feel like that's what I was gonna say. I feel like Samuel L. Jackson's probably bigger in movies, maybe. But then you got to factor in Will Smith has the TV show. Yeah. So it's kind of like. And then Will, I mean, Will married like Will married like a, a super famous actress too. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying. So like their name just became the, like this big Smiths. thing. Like I think it's, no Samuel Jackson. That, it's a fact. I'm sorry to cut y'all, but like real quick, Samuel Jackson is like it's a fact that he's the most prolific, like one of the most prolific actors in history. Like he's like I think he might be the most prolific actor ever, mm. at least definitely black actor, because he's been in like over 150 films or some shit. So. He's definitely, I think he's, and he's like, he's like the highest earning, uh, box office earning actor. Or Interesting. Shit. I, th- I was shocked when I heard that. I was like, mm-hmm. oh. And he probably has made better movie role choices as well. Oh, wait, it's a, it's a name we didn't mention. Who? Eddie Murphy. He's not the, mm, but Eddie he's Murphy big. is big. Eddie Murphy's huge. But it's just like he stopped doing, like, the younger generation doesn't know Eddie Murphy, I bet. Like we do, we're at that perfect age to know him. He's huge, but like true. the young kids mm, true. that watch yeah. TikTok and shit don't know who the fuck true. Eddie Murphy is. And yeah, that yeah, might be Will true. Smith has a Will Smith has done like more scale. family friendly shit. Yeah, yeah. Damn, that's a good point. So, I think if you had to pick most famous black actor, who would you say? Personally, uh, I would have to go with Will Smith. I'm gonna have, I think I'm gonna go with Will too, bro. I gotta go with Will. You Fuck. Know, unanimous, unanimous Will, Will's listening Will. to this. He probably. He got me doing exactly like that. That's hot. That's hot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and he's gonna do come out with Bad Boys. Oh yeah, yeah. the movie. And he just did like Gemini Man. This man releasing a movie like every other month. Damn, I know, right? It feels mm-hmm. like it was dry for Will for a while, but now he's just been back to back. Yeah, movies, back to movies. back. He's I doing mean, another kid movie too. That yeah, mm-hmm. like a. Uh, I don't. I think it's like a DreamWorks movie. No, Blue Skies movie. Oh, it's okay. about him as a spy, but then he yeah. turns into a pigeon or some stupid shit like that. Oh, I seen the trailer. It, it looked for like that. wasted potential because yeah. I was like, wouldn't it be fine to just have a movie about a black spy? And the I, animation saying, looked dope. Yeah. But oh then wait, they, didn't we watch it at the same time or something? I think so. And oh, then they okay. had to turn this nigga into a pigeon. Like, yeah, what the fuck like, is going on? I'm like, what the fuck? It was basically like a play on words of the title. Yeah. Whatever. Oh, okay. Also, and also, fucking Jamie Fox just as another name. Jamie Fox is pretty big. He's pretty big. And he's also big as an artist. Dang, Jamie Foxx is big, but I, I feel like he. He's I think there. I think big. Will shares a level with some people. Maybe. Like I don't I think, think Will's Will, in a class by himself. I think Will would share a level with maybe Samuel Jackson. Yeah, yeah they're in the same level, but I feel like. And plus, they both be doing those uh, comedy dramas, yeah. or not even comedy dramas, just straight up dramas or yeah. action yeah. dramas. And the fact that Samuel Jackson does more like serious like less family friendly stuff and yeah. he's still that big is something to be said about that yeah yeah Cause... and he came from being a crackhead in like fucking jungle fever that was like his first role <laughs> yeah. oh for real and did you know like before he but he was actually he was a crackhead in real life right before he got that role oh for real yes so the, on the breakfast club they <laughs> huey what's up method acting <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, bro. Like, damn. I he did not, said I did that. Not know that. He said that on the Breakfast Club interview that he just did like earlier this year. He was like, I was actually getting clean, and then I got the role as a crackhead. So he was like, you know, what I'm saying, shit, it wasn't that hard. 
Damn. Okay. Well, I think Charlemagne said some shit like, "Oh, perfect timing." Of course, he said some stupid some shit like that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Most famous black actress. Oh, uh, for me, it's Nia Long, just because she's fine. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> she is fine as hell. She is fine as hell. Think of the most famous black actress. I think it might be. Um, I, I mean, think I, Holly's definitely in that conversation. Nia Long is fine as hell. She's fine as hell. You know who I think it is right now? Maybe Taraji P Henson. Good oh, that's fucking. A good, good fucking. Good fucking. Yeah, it's, pro- it's probably good her. Or what about Felicia Rashad? And we're just saying black Ooh. actresses. Black actresses. Felicia Rashad is huge, but I, the, the young kids are not going to know where she's yeah. from. Yeah, Taraji Benson's pretty huge right she's now. Big. She was in that fucking. She was in Hidden Figures. Hidden Figures. She's she, in a lot of shit. She's she was in Empire. Empire. Come on, man. She's big. She's, she's been big, big right for a now. while. Yeah, she's been out for a while. She's been out for a while because she got big right when Baby Boy came out, and that's like hood classic. So, like, uh, somebody else. Oh, um. Damn, it's fucked up that I can't remember think of her name right now. But she is Vi- Viola Davis. Viola Davis is huge. She's huge right now. She's huge. Maybe um, not with the younger kids, but she's huge. She's huge. Much props o- to her. Oprah's been an actress. Oprah's an actress. Oprah Oprah's is considered an actress. an actress. Is she the biggest black actress? But I don't think she doesn't she, have she roles like that. Color purple. Color purple, and she was in fucking I A Wrinkle in Time. She was in a Wrinkle in Time, which is that big Netflix movie directed directed by Ava DuVernay, and she was in, she's been in other shit, but she's not known for her movies like they are. So I, I don't Fair know. Fair point. What she, about Regina Hall? Pretty big Boondocks uh, was in Beale Street. Jada Pinkett Smith. Jada Pinkett Smith. About her. She's a big black she, actress, but I feel like uh, there's just something that's making me feel like she's not as big as a big think, of a name. But she is huge. She is, and it's kind of because I think. I think that's because she's standing next to somebody who's so big. To be Maybe. honest, her perception is kind of like a you're standing, you're married to like a huge actor, and you have the, you have the same occupation. So yeah. I think that's why people may not generally view her as a big actress, even though she's huge as fuck. Yeah, Queen um, Latifah is pretty big. Queen Latifah is big. So that's yeah. We got some damn Whoopi I'll, Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, she's that's yeah. She's big, big bro. Who, she has so if you had roles. to pick the biggest one, who would you say? Bro, that's hard, mm. but especially because there's only no, like, about Gabrielle Union. Gabrielle. Oh shit! It's not Lathan. There's a lot, a lot of, you know, and I feel like they're all so close too. They're all like, like right there. Like, if a black woman needs to be cast in a movie, it could be any. Megan Good. Yeah, but she's not as big anymore. She's not as big, but she, she she's still nicely famous. She, she, she'll always be big in my heart. But you know, <laughs> you know, if I had to pick one right now, the biggest African American actress. I mean, see, are we doing just strictly actresses, or are we going to do comedian slash actresses too, or just strictly actresses? Who's a comedian slash? Are you talking? You finna talk about? Um, Monique is big. She's big, but she's not. not I, she's big to our community. She's big. She's what about, big. Who's? What's my? What's? Uh, why am I? I? Can't think of her name. The new funny actress. Tiffany Haddish. Tiffany Haddish. She's pretty big right now. Yeah, but after that, after she bombed, you haven't really heard much of her though. She's still doing stuff. She was in Life of Pets too. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Wait a minute. Hold up. Hold up. Okay. okay. Going back to actors real quick. Well, nah, nah. Fuck it. Cause like it's it's such a thing. Cause most a lot of comedians act, and a lot of actors, you know, might do comedy. Yeah. But I was gonna say like, is Kevin Hart a big like is one of the biggest actors, or he's one of the big his? It's like he's, I feel like your he's first... one of the biggest names. I mean, shit. He kind of is one of the biggest actors because of his name is just that yeah. Name. I think acting. We're just going by what you're known for. Initially, what's your first line of occupation? Because Will Smith is not a comedian. He doesn't have one stand-up special. He's not a comedian at all. So he's a straight actor. Samuel's a straight actor. Denzel's a straight actor. 
So like if okay, because if we just had to say actors that have the biggest name, I'd probably go Oprah. But if we're saying actresses, just based off like. You think of her as an actress first, who's the biggest actress? Yeah. yeah. Do, do they have five roles in a, in a lot of them, too? Who would y'all say, if you had to pick? Nia Long, because she's the first name that comes to mind. I think I'm going to go Tiffany. I, no, no, I think I'm going to go Taraji P. I'm going to go Taraji. I'm going to go Taraji P. Because, like, she's kind of, yeah, she's she's big. She's big right now. She's had some very notable roles and some good, good performances. Yeah, And some underrated true. performances that oh, people shit, have gone Lupita. back and see. Lupita. Fucking Lupita. Lupita is huge. Lupita is huge, and she's like internationally huge. Yeah, as well. I don't, bro. Damn, I forgot about Lupita. Fuck. What were some of her roles? She, she was she just in the new Star Wars. She was just in Black Panther. She was in Twelve Years a Slave. She's been a lot of shit. <laughs> she's bro. been a lot of and shit. And she's definitely mm-hmm. an actress first. Yes. <sighs> Come on, man. Like that that Black Panther gig was like huge. Yeah, but damn. But she's she's definitely like I think she's top, she's top ten biggest right now. For sure. Most definitely. I think she's top 10 biggest I would put right Taraji now. over her. Yeah, overall. I think I'm going to go Taraji for some reason. I, but Lupita is a very good uh, name to say. But damn, Holly Berry? In general, though, Holly Berry is kind of like... She's nah. falling off, man. But I'm saying, but bro... Her name is big, but she's falling off. Little TikTok kids don't know her. Do little TikTok kids know Taraji? Yeah. Yeah, they watch Empire. Empire. Damn. Good and point. They, and, they're, and the middle-aged moms know her because of hidden figures. True. I feel like a lot of black actors just But the international crowd knows Lupita. So that's hard. It's between them two. It's yeah. I yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. I still think Taraji, bro. No, it's definitely Taraji. Oh shit. Fucking um oh my goodness. The girl from freaking um from freaking the uh scandal. Um why am I blanking on her name? I feel so disrespectful. Oh my gosh, bro. And she is a good actress. Um hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Um, oh my goodness, Carrie Washington. She's big, but she's not. As she's big. not as big, but she's big though. So I'll say, I'll say, I'll, I'll. I'm to be honest, I'll go with, I'll go with Taraji. I'll go with Lupita. You and gotta pick one. Pick one. <laughs> yes, biggest actress. <laughs> Bro, this is this is this is more difficult than the men. He's trying to give respect to all. <laughs> no disrespect. I mean, it, hold on, let me look at it real quick. <laughs> um. Uh, man, Lapita is a good name, bro, to say. Fuck. Uh, mm. Oh, shit. Bruh. Help. Bruh. What? I, I think, I think, I think, right, bruh, I don't know. Right now, I'll go with, I'll go with Lupita. I'll go oh. with Lupita, bruh. I think I'm going with Lupita. <laughs> That's hard, though, man. That's hard. I can't even definitively say I'm that. I'm going to go Taraji. So we have a split decision, split three-way decision. Please let us know what you think in the Discord. Taraji <laughs> and Lupita. Who's bigger? Let us know. And let us know who you think the, who the biggest actor is. And who's the biggest just black acting per- professional in general? Will Smith? I think it's still probably Will Smith. No, I feel you. Because it, because let's be fair, I mean because because of you know social the standards, patriarchy. The patriarchy if you're a bigger, if you're the biggest man, you're gonna be the biggest overall. And as far as like <laughs> that, pause. Yeah. Biggest actor in general. I think it's probably Will Smith. Really? You yeah. think he's bigger than Leonardo DiCaprio? 
Oh, you said bigger, bigger. Oh, in general. Yeah, but let's not go into that. Yeah, that's let's too much. That it's way too many fucking white actors for us to go through, bro. Because the reason we can do black actors is only a fucking handful of them anyway. Shit, Will Smith versus Leo might be a good. Okay, we're going to say that for another day. Yeah. All right. Okay. Top three time. Top three time. Top three time. Oh, fuck. It's the big one. Top three time. If you guys remember on our mid year review episode, we did a top three on the biggest albums of the first half of the year. Yes, sir. And now it's the second half of the year. Oh, bro, we, we forgot one fucking name. Who that? Angela Bassett? No. For black actresses? Over Taraji, I don't think so. Well, she's well, she, big. She, she is pretty she's big. She's not though. as big anymore as she used to be. She's pretty big, though. She is, she big. is huge. But yeah, okay, that's just... First just off, a, all these women are still fine as hell, by the way. Just want, I just want to point that out. <laughs> you did. I just want to point that out. <laughs> so they went in on that respect alone. That's another conversation for another day. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, Top three time, baby. Top three time. Oh, and if you guys remember, Huey gave his excuse of, I don't really listen to albums like that, so I should do singles. And he did singles, so he's going to do singles again. Because his excuse still stands. Um, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, who wants to go first? Single man. Single man. Yeah. (laughs) All the single. Pause. No, I'm not even going to finish that. All right. It would have worked, though, because the song's called Single Ladies, so it kind of would have worked. Fair point. Work. But Fair go ahead. Point. I'm sorry. Fair point. Damn, this is number three is the hardest one for me. So I think I'll say, I can't say my number two pick. And you know what? I'll say the number three pick as this. So this song released in August as part of an album. This song has shined, shown, shined through. Shown? Shown? Is it shown or shined? Shined. Is it it shined? is shined. I don't know. It is shined and shown through all most of the, all the other songs on that album. And it's lasted a pretty long time for the first half of the year to the end. So, you know, you hear this song everywhere still. It's in trailers now. Adam Sandler movie trailers to be specific. Oh, shit. I'm going to give it to Hot. By Gunner and uh, the Anthrax? Thug and yes. Gunner. Okay. Young Gunner, yes. I think it would be a disservice to not call that one of the biggest, like, one of the songs of the year. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I got to give it to number, th- I got to give that to Hot. Yes, yeah, sir. And it's so fun to see Atlanta win like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Young Thug and Adam Sandler. I know, right? <laughs> Young I love Thug. the combination. Wow. Young Thug, Gunner, and Adam Sandler. I know Thug got a check for that, boy. Of course, man. In a movie trailer, do you know how much that's going to get played? And then exactly. it's going to be on the soundtrack? Exactly. Nigga, soundtrack money is nothing to sneeze at. Because you'll always be making money. Exactly. Them residuals are going to be fat. All right. <clears throat> now it's time for the actual list <laughs> between <laughs> Ramil and Nemo. Who wants to go first for albums of 2019? Uh, Give me like 15 more seconds. All right. I can keep talking in the meantime. Yeah. All yeah. right. Um, I just wanted to say that Old Town Road kind of fell off. Yeah, so I didn't sure. put it on my list. Naturally. The meme kind of wore off. But the legend is... Kind of started to get annoying. There were, you know, maybe in a couple years I'll appreciate it again, but it's not on my list, so... Even though I felt like it's definitely a big song of 2019, I don't enjoy it anymore. Yeah, Nothing it's kind of played it. out. It got way too played out. But shout out to him, though. Shout out to him. Definitely, if we, if this was list was just hottest songs of 2019, he'd be on there. He's probably he'd probably still be the biggest song. Most deaf, most deaf. All right, before I go, I just want to point out that I can't wait to talk about the honorable mentions mm-hmm. in our next episode 
So yeah, stay tuned for that. There's a bunch of honorable mentions. But oh yeah, number three for me. <sighs> Fuck, it's a it's a tough list because for one, a lot of albums were mediocre. True, which is what I said earlier. But there were a lot that were not trash. Fuck. <laughs> I, I, Either they're mediocre or they're not trash. Fuck, I'm, I'm, how, how do I say it? Just in the middle of the road, just okay? Yeah, a, a majority of the albums that came out this year were about middle of the road. You know what I'm saying? There weren't too many standouts. I feel you. Bro, I And there weren't too that. many albums that had me come back to it a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Fast food rap? You dig? Well, fuck, it might be a combination of that. There is a lot of good music out. But number three, I'm going to have to go with Wiley from Atlanta. He put out an album. Fuck, he put out an, an album. album. <laughs> 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 I found, sound like one of them northerners. They sound like the richest person ever. <laughs> that's not an album. That's an album. This is an album. Look. <laughs> album. He actually released this vinyl disc album. <laughs> It's an album. Anyway, what's, what's, what's it number three? What's album. Number three, album. <laughs> it was Wiley. Yeah, number three is Wiley from Atlanta. He put out an album called uh, Blue Don't Make Me Cry, and this shit still slaps today. You sent, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Everything I said the first time I talked about it on the on the podcast still resonates with me to this it day. It was on your first list? It was on the first list? It was on the, I think it was on the first list, but I also remember talking about it in like in March when it first came out, when there was a whole yeah. bunch of SoundCloud uh, artist that dropped okay. but anyway yeah Wiley his his project still stands out today because in the way he sings I can still feel the passion in his voice it sounded like he was very heartbroken sounded like he had a lot to say sounded like he had a lot to get off his chest it was a very passionate project and the production still hits to this day a lot of grunge inspired um, guitars and a lot of hard hitting drums but like it's still very slow you know what I'm saying it's very easy to uh, put on in the background, and you know, when you actually listen to what he's saying, he's telling a story too. He's telling, he's talking about, he's talking about heartbreak, of course. But you know, it's 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 a very passionate project. I like this project from Wiley from Atlanta. That's my number three. Dig it. So I'm still have to check that out. Yeah, I heard good things about that. I know. Yeah, I heard good things about that album. I think I might have heard one song, but I'm not sure. Um, bruh, fuck. <laughs> Fuck man. All right. Yeah, I can't wait to get to honorable mentions either. <laughs> but um all right, man. So for my number 3, um Okay, just disclaimer, how I rank my favorite albums is how much I went back to them since I've heard them. Um so I mean, for number 3, I'm going to go with uh Fuck, bruh. <laughs> fuck, man. Okay, for number three. All right, fuck it. Make a decision, nigga. Damn. <laughs> for number three. For number three, I've been back to it a hundred times. I'm going to go with uh, Jesus King. Because. He put that at number Whoa. three. I put that at number three. Oh, shit. I put that at number three. Oh, shit. I, I didn't Are y'all surprised expect- it's on the list or is that that's number three? I'm surprised both, both bro. Because like. <laughs> no, I'm- no, no. That it's on the list. I should say I'm surprised that it's on the list. Yeah, because I know you enjoyed that shit. I didn't know you enjoyed it that much. I, I didn't know you enjoyed it. It's also relative. <laughs> Me and him, like, you thought it was bad. I thought it was, oh, yeah. You, I did think it, it was bad. You thought no, it was bad. I was like, bro, you, you think yeah, it's but bad? Like, you for, okay, I know you changed your reasoning. 
I changed my you rating. You changed your rating later. And he kept coming back to us about how good it was. You too. went from a five to a six, right? Yeah. Which I, I guess 2019 was a, a sad year. Yeah. Okay, so this is this is <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's part of the reason why. And that's Didn't what I'm I saying. Give that shit a one. <laughs> you, yeah. gave, you gave it a, no because you gave Jeezy one and you was like, no, I'll give Jeezy oh, yeah, like a negative two, yeah, and then I'll yeah, give yeah. this like a two, two or three, two, something. I'll give it two. Shake but okay, head, I'll, I'll listen. This is the thing. This thing with this album, bro. What's the thing, man? Because Chick Fil A. Yeah, I don't like that song. I like that. I don't. That's my least favorite song. That's my least favorite song. Then I have no words. (laughs) No, but you know, I feel you that on that though, because a lot of people love that song. I like that song for the memeability of it. Like the the chords aren't bad. It's just, bro, the lyrics just like, bro, are you fucking serious? Like, if it was anybody but Kanye, nobody would like that shit. Those are the best lyrics on the album. Man, (laughs) no. You my Chick Fil A closed on. I think okay. So this is this is why this is and this is I didn't even think of this album at first. But I thought about it, I was like, yo, I do go back to this album a lot. And I think for the lack of the lyrical substance that he brought, to me, the production was still there for the most part. I think, um, I just think this album sonically is still very pleasing to hear. Like, when you hear the opening track and then you hear, like, Salah, you kind of hear the maximalist production on Salah. Like, he kind of has elements from all his albums from, from on this album, from, like, his other shit. And I feel like this year... Um, and it's mostly just because this year wasn't a particularly strong field for me personally. You know what I'm saying? So when this album came out, I'm just like, okay, I'm expecting this to be a good album. And it was all right, but I felt like it could have been better. But the reason I, I put it as my number three is mostly because by default. <laughs> and um, you must have I, I listened to it more, and it grew on me. Certain songs grew on me. Like, again, when I listen to On God, Pierre Bourne's sense on that are fucking crazy. Um, and there are still very strong production moments. And his best lyrical song on there is Follow God to me. Um, so I feel like just like overall, it's still a good project generally. It's just, you know, Kanye standards are stupid, but mm-hmm. like stupid high. I don't think it's a But I don't think, I think, bro, this year, I just, I've gone back to it more than I'm going back to like a lot of shit. You got baptized. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's what I, okay. I'm like, I man, I, I, he took me to church, man. Took me, to took me to church, dog. So I'll put I'll put I'll put Jesus King on my list because of the lack of just competition for that spot and for replay value. Interesting. Interesting. Man. We're gonna have to talk about that some more. Yeah. But this ain't a review. So it's my turn, I guess. Glad. No, we can still talk about it right quick. I was just gonna say, man, I feel like if it wasn't Kanye's album, I feel like nobody would like it at all. Like imagine like Lecrae doing that or like nf or some shit that's a fair point because I, I i agree with that point on the on the chick-fil-a shit because i'm like nobody would nah, like that if somebody if else NF made that song if that would nf be made that album i would be intrigued by his b selection but i would be turned off it might be better actually stop. i don't know man stop he would have got some better singers than kanye nf bro no stop i'm pretty sure nf can sing better than kanye bro Nah. Stop. Nah. What? Are y'all preaching yeah. for Kanye's singing ability? No, but I'm yes. saying compared I, to MF Doom. I no, said not in, oh, NF. Not MF Doom. The Christian white rapper. Oh, yeah. Okay, nah, if, I know wait, I know who he if is. If Doom made this album, hold up. Oh, no, that shit would be better. Hold let's, up. Let's continue, bro. <laughs> <laughs> y'all niggas play too much, bro. Hold up. That would be it. You literally said Kanye's singing was not bad on this. You said it was some of his best singing. You did say I that. I didn't say. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. <laughs> 
Ah, did I say that? Ah, yes. You was like his singing wasn't bad on this. You was like, you know what? It's actually it's better now. It's like you said it's listenable. Okay, well, what you I should listen to the podcast right before this episode. No, I, I just remember that. <laughs> I remember sure that because me out. I remember that because I was I surprised. Should, what I should say is it's better than it usually is. Like it's not bad, but it's still like no. Okay, it's not bad, but NF is probably a better singer than Kanye. It would have sounded more soulful, not soulful. I shouldn't say that, but more like singy. I don't know how to fucking ex- explain. Because Kanye sings kind of like just like. Bro, you gonna have to show me an example right now. I don't know, bro. I'm just. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I can't even think of one. But like <laughs> Kanye is not a great singer. He's not a great singer. He's just. But I'm saying the ability to make your voice sound good on tracks is the bare minimum, and that's what he can do. I didn't like and the then album. again, the production, yeah, the production. This, this, why, carries see, him. this is why I'm not doing the albums because, yeah, hell nah. I mean, you're you're still entitled to an opinion. No, I'm not, nigga. Shut up. I don't get to have those. <laughs> shut up, you idiot. Man, your number two single is what, bye, nigga. <laughs> I'll get to it when I get to it. So I gotta go with Chick Fil A from hey, uh, hey, that was a bar, Kanye though. album. You for real, nigga? I'm so, that's crazy that you. No, nigga, I'm not for real. <laughs> Half bad, why? I was gonna be disappointed. I was gonna be like, like nigga, yo, no. I have a friend. <laughs> Psych, bro. <I'm> dead. <laughs> <laughs> you for real? <laughs> all right, all right. I would go with a song that neither one of y'all have heard, even though I told y'all to check out this project. But it's, it's all good. I'm gonna go with Sunday Nights from Jack Harlow. Um, it's not much I can say because y'all haven't heard the song, but. I very much enjoyed Jack Harlow's little, I don't know if it was an album or a project. I mean, I didn't, it, it was cool. It was a cool project with some cool moments on there. And I have been listening to him a lot again this year. And Sunday Nights is just one of those songs that I keep coming back to. It's a cool little, just chill vibe, bro. Was Where that track four? I don't remember. Oh. But he was just, he just kind of rapping, not even really singing, just rapping in a singy way. I don't know. Please don't let nothing get back to me. I guess it's kind of singing. But yeah, it, it's a cool song with a cool, like, it's about him, you know, recently breaking up with this girl. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of just like, shit, I don't want to hear nothing about it. Damn. But I'm thinking about Sunday night. So we used to do this and that. But damn, you. And I've been kind of, I've been kind of going through that a bit here and there. So I was like, damn, this is real shit. You don't want to hear about her. But then it's like, damn, sometimes your mind just creep and you start thinking about her. He's like, and they be like, I think it might be time for a relapse. Like when you know you finna hit her up. Oh yeah, damn, I can relate to that. So, yeah, I like that song. Yeah, I haven't heard that song, but that's no, interesting. I, that's an interesting entry for like your top three of the year. Yep. No, I've heard I've heard this Jack uh, this Jack Harlow album. I remember that song, but you're right. I didn't listen to it a lot like I wanted it to. I feel you. But I got yeah, I gotta give it there because that shit helped me with. Through a lot of walks from my dorm to the play rehearsal. <laughs> yeah, Jack Harlow, I feel like talented artist. That's some real upcoming. shit right there, boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He spoke some specific real shit. We'll see if he continues to, to be good. <laughs> we'll see if he's up there on the XXL 2020 or 21. <laughs> All right, so. With your boy. Revolution. The prodigal son. All right, so my number two. Gumsmack, the album. (laughs) (laughs) The album. (laughs) What's your number two? 
Alright, my number two is gonna be uh Dreamville. Word. Yeah. Dream Chasers two. Or three. Revenge three. of the Dreamers Revenge three. Revenge of the Dreamers three. Yep. Revenge of the Dreamers three. Okay. And that's because you know what? When I play it over and over, I realize that they have a lot of songs with a bunch of good replay value and the concept that they went at this album was very different and I liked it a lot. <laughs> so I, I know I'm, I'm confused by it too. So I liked it a lot because, you know, they went with a direction where they just decided to, they sent, they sent out invites to a bunch of these upcoming artists and a bunch of these unknown artists and they got them all in the studio and one for like for like one week and then it was just magic so I, I really liked what they did with it and i liked the product that came out with that it was a cool art project yeah it was it was a cool art project and the way it plays through was just easy to li- easy to listen to they have a lot of good songs that i still come back to like costa rica i guess i still come back to and i love the way it ends sacrifices that's probably the best song on the album to be honest um, that's the joint with Cole and fuck. I'm I'm drawing a blank, but that's the best song in the album, and I like that it ends that way. So, yeah, Dreamville is number two, surprisingly, and I really like the production on there as well, Word. especially the trap production. Yeah, good Pyrex. Yeah, I, I like that album a lot actually because I'm not even like you know I'm not the biggest J Cole follower or Dreamville person. Like, I just, I know of them. I like, when I hear their stuff, I like their stuff usually. I just don't go fishing for it. Like, it's just, it, the pool's too big sometimes. But mm. when I heard this album. <laughs> Two water references back to back. Like, when I heard, like, this album, um, since we had to review it, I was like, okay, I'm going to actually have to listen to this album. Like, listen to it. So, like, from beginning to end, like, I thought that the baby feature was interesting at first on that first song. Um, I like that song, too. Um, my, my favorite song off the whole thing is 1993. I think that song just gives me like a vibe. Like I don't know what it, it just gives me like it gives me a nineties vibe, which is what's supposed to do. Yeah, I, guess. I, I love that song too. But that nigga, uh, what, what's what's your boy's name, Buddy? Buddy. I, yeah, Buddy. He, he kept on interrupting, so I didn't like it as much. Interrupting. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! He said interrupting as if he wasn't rapping. <laughs> he kept he kept just saying shit in the song like, while they were recording. Yeah. He kept just he kept just saying shit. Interrupting. On interrupting his own these song. verses and shit. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, that was a good project, and I I wouldn't be I wouldn't be disappointed. I mean, I wouldn't be uh yeah I wouldn't be disappointed if that wins uh the Grammy for album of the year. I wouldn't be disappointed. It, yeah, it I, I wouldn't be disappointed either. And well, I wouldn't really, I wouldn't really be surprised either. But I look, he would. But that's because of the albums in the category. But that's another discussion. But <laughs> all right, so you know what I'm saying. My number two, um, as Huey, you know what I'm saying, bust open these, you know what I'm saying, these these snacks and shit. You feel me? <laughs> yeah, hungry, I buy. Making me hungry. <laughs> they said, yeah, they said, hold up, how before I get to the number one, I'm gonna have to get the goddamn snack going. These niggas gonna, just gonna try to put me on. <laughs> Cool. It was funny because the fucking sound was just there, and I was just like, "Let me just go ahead and just be an asshole real quick." <laughs> but my number two album, um, this might be a surprise. I'm gonna go with "So Much Fun," Young Thug. Yeah, that was a really good album. Um, that's one of the ones I had in my honorable mentions. You um, can't surprise me no more, man. Yeah, <laughs> he he put in great work, uh, executed very well. I you think for a coach. I think for a, I think this was Thug being the best Thug, some of the best Thug <laughs> stuff. <laughs> 
Yeah, it executed very well. You did. Uh, put, and uh, put his heart I, on the line. Let me stop. It has a lot of fucking replay value. Like I like I like, and also for this for this album, I'm also going by how many songs do I like on this album. I like like there's like how many songs in this shit? Like twenty something. Like four, or five. eighteen. 18, I like legit about maybe 12 and 13 or 13 of them. Same, dude. I liked about, yeah, about 11, 12 of them, yeah. Yeah, and I, I definitely replay these jits, so. Um, and, um, yeah, it, it ends very smooth, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, like, for this album, I, didn't, I don't really have any expectations for Thug because I'm not a huge Thug listener like that, even though I do like what I hear from him most of the time in the streets and shit. Um, <laughs> but from beginning to end like this this uh album sounded like it was hella fun to make you can tell he was mm-hmm. having fun on this album so that's why he titled it and I, I watched the interview of him with big boy he was kind of explaining like the album process or whatever and thug is known for making like music very fast yeah you know what i'm saying but it sounds like on this album it, it's not like it's like anything super deep or super lyrical or something like a super deep concept or nothing like that but i think for the trap scene this was like the trap album of the summer for sure like you know what I'm saying? Like everybody, hot was everywhere. Like you know what I'm saying? Like that shit is everywhere. Jumped out the window, fucking. You know, um, there's so many hits from that album that came out of that album. So yeah, I mean, based off the strength of that alone, and the fact that I bumped this shit, you know what I'm saying, in some way every single day, I gotta give it to Thug for our number two. Yeah, you know, that's a good spot. Uh, I feel like Thug's first real album is a really good album. Yeah, yeah, it's a strong debut. For sure. Oh, it's my turn. Right? Yeah. Everything video I like when it's hot. Gunner on the hooks, doing him as well as only he could do. All right. I make gunners on every feature, bro. So, number one, we got a Quadeca song. No surprise there. <laughs> but it's actually a song that I didn't even really like like that when I heard it on the album at first. Uh-oh. And then I was like, the more I listened to it, I was like, yo, this is actually probably one of his best songs ever. This shit is hella fi, and the concept is hella fi. Bro, I love songs like those, bro. That's the, that's the thing about albums. Sleeper hit. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I literally, when I heard it, I was like, mm, okay, next. But then when I listened to the whole story and, like, the... Let me mention the song. <laughs> he gave so much build. The man on my left. That's my favorite song off the whole album. The man on my yeah, left. That's, and yeah, I, that's uh, my favorite uh, one, too. The See, man on my left. Hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute. The man on my left. The man on my left shoulder. Hold up, <laughs> hold up, real quick, because I was, I was, because I was like, okay, that's my favorite song on the album, right? Mm. And at first, you remember you said yours was these days. Yeah, that was a favorite. These song. days is still my favorite song on the album. Yeah, and yeah, that's but, what you said on your mid-year review too. Yeah. But, but, I don't know, bro. I just, I just had to give it to this song, man. It's something about it's this song. It's probably tied sure. with these days now. Bro, it's probably tied. This is my that, favorite song. That's my favorite. Song. It's like, my favorite song by him. My personal favorite song on the album is probably these days, but. I don't know, the like man on my left shoulder is just like these days is less of a rap song and more of just like mm-hmm. a little heartfelt conclusion to the album that's just sounds really nice. Yeah, and the man on my left shoulder is like the core rap song holding the project together. It yeah. kind of gives you an idea of what it's all about and like, you know, what I'm saying what he, he was, wants. You know, yeah, what he, he was, was trying so, to say. He was so transparent. Yeah. and yeah. the lyrics and the way he. I like the keys it. on that too. And the transitions were dope as fuck. Yeah, of course. I didn't even like the singing part at first, but then I was like, it actually works well when you get used to it. Yeah. It was like an acquired taste, man. Like sushi. When I first tried sushi, I was like, eh. but I love sushi now. To be honest, when I think of that song and I hear it, when I listen to it again, when those like the parts come where it's just the beat and him rapping, I kind of like. 
the hook is what makes the song memorable for me. Interesting. So even though I like like, cause like I'll be forgetting like I'm like okay this song sounds like it's like half kind of like sad and kind of gloomy and then that part is like kind of more hype when he gets into that part of the song. So I was kind of like that's an interesting contrast. And then yeah, it's like he tries a bunch of different things on this song and they all end up working for the most part, which I appreciate. At first I was like a little bit jarring, but it's like when you really listen to it, it all kind of works well. It's and I like it when longer songs are a good listen all the way through and give exactly. you a lot of variety because yeah. I don't want to have to be skipping a verse and shit. And I like when long songs have a story like exactly. that one has. Exactly. Yeah, That's what makes it and easier a, to listen a to. theme. And it's just, yeah. So I got to give it to that, man. I got to give it to that song, that sing- single. Yeah. yeah. And if you're, yeah, you're going to make a long song, make that shit have stories or a beat yeah. switch or something. Yeah. Just make it yeah. dynamic. Make it have versatility. If you're gonna, especially going to do it by yourself. Exactly, yeah. no features as well on that song. That shit has to be creative as fuck. In which this song was definitely. Yeah, favorite. that's my favorite song by him overall, honestly. So, yeah, I'll give it to that song. I feel like that's a song that probably more people would like better out of the whole project versus just like my personal opinion. But yeah. I also still do really like it a lot. So that's why I'll give it number one for the year because you can tell he put a lot of time into that song yeah and i have to respect it and that's one of the songs that he produced too so yeah. that makes me like it better dope ass art project song you know i love the art projects the art pieces and yeah music so that's wow i would not i was not expecting it to be your number one song of the year <laughs> gang shit wow yeah. okay cool honestly i was this close to putting quadrica's album on this project i mean on this list <laughs> <laughs> i was go ahead and put an album on my project <laughs> You heard track 12? It's a whole album. I mean, go on. <laughs> that shit, 40 minutes. <laughs> Could you imagine, bro? Like a 40-minute song? That's some Lil B shit. Oh, hell no. Nigga, what the, that's torture. All right, so my number one album of the year, and this is... Slick by a landslide, by the way. <laughs> it is definitely JPEG Mafia, All My Heroes Are Cornballs. Ooh. <laughs> I never heard it. <laughs> I never heard it. I've heard of it. I never heard it. I was Yo. not expecting that at all. Me neither. Me neither. Well, of course not. You didn't you never heard of it. I said I never heard it. I've heard of oh. it. I never heard it. <laughs> Son. This is by far the most creative album of the year. Well, no, I wouldn't say by far. Like, Igor is like really creative, but this one is a little bit more creative than that. Ooh. Okay. So if, man, where do I begin with this album? It's so fucking weird and shit, but like, <laughs> if, if you want to make an album that's weird. weird and shit, I think this is the perfect way to do it. Now, JPEG Mafia he has a lot of weird music. His shit. his style is very weird and, and shit. And I wasn't really fucking with him at first, but and shit. until he, I I just felt like he wasn't. I felt like weird the, enough <laughs> and shit. Because his beats are just so weird, bro. And like shit. His, like it's like his beats didn't really have a pocket for him at first. That's 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 pretty weird and shit. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, so like, what about this project like makes it? 
Like, is it is it just the fact that it's weird and different, and or is is it the, the actual like Mm-mm. production and sound of it? The, the actual production. <laughs> now that's what I was. Yeah, see, he, he he's yeah yeah he's right on the. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what makes this album that was so a great? Gr- interview question. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So what what makes this album pretty great is <laughs> not only the fact that his weird ass production finally found a pocket for his raps, but he. He took that shit all the way to 100, and he just made it extremely good. And he just gave it an atmosphere from the entire, from from track one all the way to the finish. He just gives you this this amazing atmosphere. You're just in the studio with him. He's just trying all these different sounds and shit, and it just sounds so beautiful. He's just rapping the weirdest shit with the weirdest flows. Yeah, you got a favorite bar? (sighs) A favorite bar, bro. Man, <laughs> bro, there's so many, there's so many weird bars. Let me think. Um, hold on, let me let me look, let me look up one of my favorite bars real quick. <laughs> Alice Trebek is finna die. <laughs> Have the confidence of a mediocre white man. Fuck. <laughs> there, there's a bunch of good bars. Okay. Um. All right. Uh, I can't really think of any really memorable bars, but I, I can. But here's my favorite part of the album. Okay. It's it's this part where like, it's a little transition where it goes into just like him playing chords randomly and then he's you can hear him talking to like some bitch in the background and they're just talking and shit like in the studio while he's just playing these chords and then out of nowhere she he just i mean oh fuck then out of nowhere she just says okay we're playing for pencils for fun and then he just says um we're playing for pencils for fun can't rely on no gun he just started <laughs> rapping like that that shit was crazy as fuck, <laughs> what the fuck? that does sound weird and shit Ramel. Oh, I thought he. I thought he was still explaining. My bad. Are you still explaining? Uh, I'm gonna get his man his time to shine. Playing repentance. Actually, that that's probably my favorite part of the album, where the bitch just goes like, "We're playing repentance for fun." He just goes like, "We're playing repentance for fun." Mama said, "Don't rely on no gun." That's why he was be he playing with buns. a pencil. Uh, wait, was he? Or was he just? I, I, he was probably. I don't know. He was doing some random shit. So probably. While he was playing chords? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That's deep as fuck. Yeah, so I think you you would like it. You should definitely uh, put on some acid and then put play this album. You would, you would definitely have a trip. Tight. See you next fall. 
Maybe, you know what, never mind. I wouldn't even go say that. That's just, that would be terrible. But All right. Because <laughs> he gave me an idea, but I was like, nah, I ain't going to say that. All right. So yeah. he, he gave us that idea of the, the people that, that uh, do acid and jump off the buildings for fun. That don't sound very nah. fun to me. Nah. <laughs> so how many, like, you go back to this album, like, a lot, like, every day? Not every day, but I was certainly visiting it a lot when it first came out. <laughs> when you talk about it like it's a baby or your grandma or something, <laughs> visiting it a lot. <laughs> I dig it. All right. So for my number one, no surprise, I'm gonna go with Igor. Um, so <laughs> it's like it's like it's like every, it's like on everybody's fucking list. But I think as far as like a, a cohesive story, this is like one of the few albums that I can remember in recent memory that I actually had. A story that had the, like a le, like a legit beginning, middle, and end, like because it's it's a love story, it's a love triangle. So I feel like Tyler on this album, and I recently just said in our group chat that I was like, after much deliberation, Igor is Tyler's best work. I was going back and forth between Igor and Flower Boy. You were just Boy. on a day, man. You were like, I bumped up my score for um Jesus is King and Igor's albums. Yeah, his best work. Yeah, because I'm like I'm thinking I'm thinking <laughs> I mean, back Tyler's on Tyler's Igor album. Is I'm, his best I'm thinking work. about it, and I'm just like Igor. Um, Cause our Tyler expectations are high, you know what I'm saying? No and mine. well, yeah, me and Nemo's, I guess. <laughs> this is your favorite album by Tyler. Yep. So that lets you know, like, he's not even a huge Tyler fan, and he likes this album. So it kind of like brings to light how, like, cinematic I think the storytelling was for this. It's kind of like okay, and then Tyler's Tyler's way of explaining how he's in pain is very empathetic. Because he's he has a lot of don't leave, please don't leave me kind of thing going on. And it's like that kind of like it's like that balance between oh he's really hurt and like you're kinda of like obsessed with this person. <laughs> so I feel like um Tyler's um the only, the only the only issue I would have with this album is that he wasn't like rapping as much as I would like him to. But he did like preface the album by saying it's not really a rap album. But Igor, um Sonically, man, it's some of his breast production for sure is when it's some of his like it's it, it doesn't feel like it, this album is like very focused mm-hmm. and concise in what it's doing. You know what I'm saying? Like each song connects to the song after it and before like each song connects. And I feel like Tyler with the space that he's in right now, Tyler occupies like a very unique space in the fucking music industry because this nigga is huge. And but he's like like. I don't know. He's so not like traditional mainstream. He's very unorthodox mainstream. And the fact that like, you know what I'm saying now, like back-to-back albums, he's had like a Grammy nod. He's gotten like that quote-unquote mainstream recognition now just because, you know, the internet has fucking just made it fucking impossible for you not to include this man. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So, um and like it was some songs I heard that this one song I legit didn't like, and that was um, what's what's something what's new or something or what's good. I didn't particularly care for that song. That's one song that probably could have been sliced off the track list for me, but it didn't bring the album all the way down. It just you know what I'm saying I just don't like that song at all. But um, <laughs> other than that, man, there are nothing but good songs on here, man. There's nothing but good songs. I think this album just because it follows like the structure of a traditional album you told a story from beginning to end and it was like a world building and all that kind of stuff so as a cohesive project as far as the production his lyrics um and the uh there wasn't like a lot of like i guess um named features on this album even though there were definitely some background vocals and some things here and there 
um, and they worked well where they were. So I got to give it to Igor, man. Very strong project from Tyler, his best yet. So, yeah. shit, bro, it's Igor. Igor was a very, very good project, but I'm I'm a little bit salty that it, it had to take him coming out the closet for y'all to realize how creative he was, bro. Like, this man. Who's y'all? The fans? Yeah, the fans. In general? Like, the general public? Yeah, because, like, he's always just been super creative, super fine. I'm just, I'm glad that he's gone to a point where he can refine his sound and to but be able to build this. For me, this version of Tyler has always been my favorite because I know that he's a music lover. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I know that, like, like how I said my favorite song by him was Find Your Wings. One of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Top five. And he doesn't really even have a big part in that song. But his construction of music. Yeah. Like, you can tell he's a big-ass music nerd, and he just loves sounds and putting them together. I love... That's the, like, I don't know, the beauty in his creativity is what I like the most. Like, yeah, that's what I love about other it, too. Shit yeah. It's just, yeah, it sounds like static noise to me a lot of the time. Because, <laughs> like, but, like, at least here, there's, like, it sounds like this is when he's his most focused and he's most his most sure of what he's trying to say. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's just what it sounds like to me. I understand This is that. definitely a great album. Definitely a great project. I think the only song I didn't like from that album is A Boy Is A Gun. Great song. That's, tri- <laughs> that's our favorite. But hey, not, man. Not my favorite. I thought that was your favorite song. Definitely not. My favorite is um Puppet or whatever. I really like that song. Oh, word? Yeah. And I and um I Don't Love You Anymore. It kind of makes me depressed. I Don't Love You Anymore. Yeah, that, that song makes me depressed every time I hear it. So a I can't, I can't do it. Song. I like A Boy Is A Gun a lot, but... I'm your puppet, man. That shit is just so fun. Yeah, see, that kind of storytelling, that kind of, like, description of how she... And I love the story, like, obviously, I'm a world-building, storytelling kind of guy. I love that shit. I love the art pieces in music, man. It's definitely a great art piece. Yeah, man. And just, and the fact that, like, he kind of shaped the album cover after Frankenstein, which Igor is a reference to, like, the Frankenstein story. So, um, yeah, man, like, Tyler, Tyler hit it out of the park with this one. And... I like now, like I think I think it's kind of like that. Uh, it's kind of like where Kendrick was after Tip of a Butterfly. It's like where do you go from here? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think he's in that position now. It's kind of like well, people are gonna see if you can make something as good or like, like, you know, better. Mm. Interesting, because I, I feel like will. people were saying that a lot with the last album, and then he made Igor. Mm-hmm. So, oh, true. We'll so see. shit, maybe yeah, maybe he just doubled the fucking pressure on. I don't know. We'll see. The, uh, y'all want to do the recap? Yeah. It's your boy, Huey Revolution. Um, here was my list for the top singles of 2019. First, we got Hot by Thug, Young Thug, and Gunna. Number two, we got Sunday Nights by Jack Harlow. And number three, we got The Man on My Left Shoulder by Quadeca. And for my top three favorite albums of the year, we got... Uh, Wiley from Atlanta, Blue Don't Make Me Cry at number three. And at number two, we got Dreamville's album, Revenge of the Dreamers 3. And at number one, I have JPEG Mafia's All My Heroes Are Cornballs. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because you said that confused. You was like, All My Heroes Are Cornballs? <laughs> like, it's like you had a self realization, like, these niggas are corny. 
<laughs> Sucks. Like he was fuck. Com- confused that he was saying it as right. number one, but he has to. <laughs> All my heroes are one balls. I guess. <laughs> fuck. Number three is Romeo speaking. Number three, I had Jesus is King by Kanye West. At number two, I had. Um, <laughs> I thought he was going to say Weast. <laughs> but at number two, I have So Much Fun by Young Thug. And at number one, I have Igor, Igor. by Tyler the Creator. Igor. Tyler. I have Iga. Creator. You dig? You dig. So speaking of albums, <laughs> we're us- about to get into another one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let us know what you guys' favorite album of 2019 is and why and yeah. why it's superior than all other whack-ass albums of yeah. 2019 and we're gonna dive deep into our honorable mentions next week so be, because there certainly were a bunch be prepared for that be scared for that yeah because we didn't even talk about freddie gibbs we did and that's a, definitely a sneak peek that's <laughs> all you get for free come back next week tune in next week speaking of albums there's another album that came out this year Smoke Purple. Smoke Purple. <laughs> Dead Star 2. Yes, sir. So We're going to review that now. So <laughs> As a matter of fact, as <laughs> statements again. I'm in a restaurant. I'm about to eat. <laughs> she took clothes off. I'm about to fuck. <laughs> hey, man. So listen what, to it. Sometimes there's nothing more to say. Then what so, needs to be said? <laughs> so what do y'all know about Snoop? <laughs> he, no he confused sense. himself. He was like, there's nothing left to say except what needs to be fucking said. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I have this food and I'm about to eat that shit. There you go. Goddamn. Dead Star 2. Let's get it, man. Dead so what do y'all know two, about man. Smoke Perp? Not much. Well, I do know some. <laughs> I do know some. He's like so. a nigger or some shit, right? How'd y'all find out about him? I found out about him through Huey. How did you find out about him? I found out about Smoke Perp through... I need some drop. Through either Audi, the first Audi song, or through... I don't know, or through being associated with Pump? No way. Some random ass song by him. That It was either Audi or some song before that, the one where it's like the weird music video where he has all the guns and shit. I forget what that was called. I think I almost called Ski Mask or something. Yeah, Ski Mask. Either Ski Mask, I don't know. I just found out about him around the same time I found out about Pump being yeah. being stupid. Same. I found out about Smoke Perp uh, mm-hmm. when I was looking at Low Pump. I noticed he had produced one of the tracks mm-hmm. for Low Pump. And Word. the beat was simple as fuck and Pump was trash, but that shit was catchy as fuck, though, so I forwarded it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Man. That's like the fucking statement to describe a lot of this fucking music. It was trash, but it was catchy, though. What more do you need? So, but what made me actually dive into Smoke Perp's music was Huey and, wow, and Zondo. I just put niggas on, don't I? Yeah, and yeah, so like both Huey and Zondo and Shop, they was like, oh, Smoke Perp just dropped Dead Star 1. Y'all should check oh, that yeah. shit out. Oh, yeah, nobody was fucking with that. Nobody yeah. wanted to check it out. Yeah, y'all said that shit was good as fuck. I was like, what? Smoke Perp made a good album, but he isn't he with Pump, though? Isn't he a sidekick See, to that Little association Pump? fucked up what y'all think he could do. Yeah, but damn, that's how trash Little Pump is. Not me, though. Because like I had heard his singles, and I was like, these are just. Better versions of a lot of other SoundCloud nigga <laughs> shit. Exactly. <laughs> it's not like the singles were amazing, but it was enough for me to want to check check out Dead Star One. Yeah. So, yeah. So with that word of mouth and 
with Audi 2, well, I mean, not Audi 2, with Audi 1 being fire, I guess. That made me want to check out Death Star 1. Yeah. I liked it. And dude, fuck it. Let's get into Death well, Star 2. Let me uh, let me talk about my um Dead Star 1 um situation. Dude, not only did I like that album, I did not expect it to be as good as it was. Mm. Like you could tell that he just put a lot of thought into it and like which a lot of SoundCloud niggas don't do into giving mm. it a cohesive feel, into giving it a a, a theme. Yeah. And like, you know, creating this atmosphere yeah, around he, it which is so rare with these type of rappers he showed sure did i really actually yeah because like most of the time I'm glad just you like their up. albums just feel like mixtapes but his mixtapes sound distinctly different from his albums which a lot of these soundcloud yeah, guys they're, they're, do not do at all they do not and it sounded five. like a little not a story but it sounded like it was a part of the same bubble all the songs had a cohesive feel without being too repetitive it sounded like it was his soundtrack for his exactly, life exactly so exactly and that, that was fine. So with that, I had a feeling that Death Star Two was gonna be something like that. Did you listen to Death Star One, Ra? I did, but I haven't. I can't tell you what I thought of it. It was a long time ago. Okay. Like I, I listened to it a long time ago. Right. So yeah, as you were saying, Death Star Two. Death Star Two. So, um, general thoughts first, right? Generally speaking, all right. Uh. Let's see, I fuck with this album. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's just, this joint, uh, it's, it's pretty hard, I guess. You know what I'm saying? I feel, I feel it, bye. <laughs> yeah, this shit, bye. I fuck this shit too, bye. Shit, I can't lie. I can't lie to you, bye. This shit pretty hard, bye. Uh, yeah, I really like the album. It was, a, it was a, a breath of fresh air, I would say, to the SoundCloud scene. I feel like niggas kind of sleep on Smoke Perp because they think he's a little pump sidekick. Yeah. But, He's always been better than Little Pump to me. And also, the reason why people sleep on Smoke Perp is because Comethazine is kind of like his twin, kind of, he's as far as like the sound I'm talking about. I feel you. He and he's the more popular one. Yeah. Is he? Yeah. Com- now. Yeah. Yes. Comethazine is the more popular one. He was uh because he, he was on XXL. That's a good. Point. He's still both of them were. Yeah. Well, Comethazine's still more popular, bro. Because he because. It's just because Perp was kind of playing second fiddle to Pump. I think yeah. that's why. he. Just, I don't know. He just doesn't have – he never had that kind. And, you know, Comethazine has this whole one specific wave that's very easy to follow. He's the angry nigga that makes raps about killing people. <laughs> that's it. That's all there is to it. It's And he makes – he has funny interviews and shit like that. And so. he happens to sound a little bit okay. like Smoke Perp. You just reminded me of when we reviewed Comethazine's album. <laughs> Part of your fucking opening statement. Here we are talking about. He said, I'm listening to this. And I was like, I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> but see, that's the perfect thing, bro, with, <sighs> with Smoke Perp. He, they are like twins. Comethazine is like Zach. And then Perp is like Cody. Cody nigga, yeah. Everybody was sleeping on. But now Cody is getting his getting more roles than Zach and shit. And he's more popular now, which is hopefully what happens to Smoke Perp. Smoke Perp is a better musician, I think, bro. He's the opposite of what I said for Comethazine. I feel I don't feel, I feel like this is right in our age range. Like I don't feel like I'm too old for this album. I feel like Smoke Perp, he's like the last standing SoundCloud rapper or something. That's how I feel when I listen to this album. He's talking <laughs> he's about in a zombie land. <laughs> he's talking about all that shit that they talked about. But he's talking about it in this atmosphere that makes it seem like he's talking about the good old days or like what he's supposed to talk about, and he's just kind of like sad but hype, but but he's just kind of like I don't know, bro. He sounds just like he's standing on his own. Like he doesn't sound as lit as Comethazine does, even when he's lit. 
Like, imagine he just starts like, and he sounds Small mad as fuck. Small Purp is a more mature version. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, <laughs> Which is funny to say when you watch Smoke Perp's I mean, like interviews and stuff. It's not like he's the most mature nigga ever. Yeah, but <laughs> he, he, but the fact that he started out as a producer, I feel like gives him, it gives a reason for why he does put a lot of thought into the cohesion of his projects. Yeah, he has an ear for beats. Yeah, and, and, he, and he, you know, he's not. It, when you produce an engineer, that's a whole different world than just writing lyrics. Like yeah. you're literally constructing a whole. Like if you can construct a whole song. And you've doing that day in and day out. And in fact, he wrote uh, one of the hits for uh, Pump and Kanye. He wrote that song. Did you know that? Who wrote? Fucking Smoke Perp wrote "I Love It" for for Kanye. Oh, okay. And Lil Pump. I mean, yeah, Lil Pump. That's yeah, not, that's not surprising. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's, it's not. not <laughs> it's yeah. not. If you like don't one know Smoke Perp, he's SoundCloud rapper. I would describe him as kind of like an auto tune trap rapper. Mm-hmm. A little bit. Yeah. Uh. He's got good energy, man, and we'll go into it more with the pros and cons, but, yeah, generally, yeah, I'll just say this. Generally speaking, yeah, I like this album. Yeah. It was a breath of fresh air, and it's, like, what you want baseline for a, a soundcloudy type project like this. This is what you want to hear. Just a bunch of songs that sound good, that aren't annoying and repetitive, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, also wrapping up Smoke Perp's career, I would I want to say that after Death Star One he did kind of fall off a little bit. Definitely. After that he dropped a a project with Murder Beats and that junk was okay. It wasn't trash or anything. Yeah, he mi- still has some hits on there. His mixtapes are always just kind of okay. His mixtapes are what other SoundCloud rappers' albums are like. Oh, They're just kind shit. of like there's a few hits in there, oh, but it's shit. mostly just kind of like you know, these are some songs to tide you over. Oh, <laughs> no, for real. I think I think Pert might use that, bro. Pert might use that. Oh like, shit! Think of my mixtapes, all y'all niggas' albums. Hey, go for it. <laughs> that, bro. He better credit you for that. So hopefully. So then after that that Murder Beats album, he dropped something called Lost Planet 2. No, no, he he just dropped Lost Planet and that one it was it was okay, it was okay but man. it wasn't it didn't really sound like Perp's identity. Yeah. It sounded like something that he just wanted to perform with. Yeah. And they were good performance songs, don't get me wrong, but it it didn't really sound like Perp had an identity anymore. It sounded no. like bro, like it seems like you can tell when he's just having fun. And you can tell when he's like, okay, well, this is an album. Like, I need to make sure it's it reflects good on me in the future when people look back. Because the album, the Dead Stars, they have a distinctly different sound. It's a slightly different sound, but it's a different sound and different atmosphere than just those other projects. You know what I mean? Exactly. So with Dead Star 2, he, uh, he ended up bringing back... I mean, it, with Dead Star 2, he, he went with the same theme, essentially. He wanted to make some his songs and he wanted to, re- to revitalize that auto-tune sound that he had in uh Death Star one and he wanted to be a little sad again and keep letting people keep letting people know that they're kind of like forgetting about him <laughs> and he wanted to be a little hype which it, it's a good sequel to dead star one i would say i would say that too so uh what what other pros do we want to say other pros, dude, just like, just sonically, it's on point. At the end of the day, he, he may not be a great lyricist by any stretch, but it works because th- he focuses on his strengths 
And it's not like he's a horrible lyricist. It's not like he says anything that makes you go, what the fuck was that? He says what you expect him to say, but the way he says it is more interesting. Yeah. And he plays the, the mixing of this project great, really, really great. Like the, the, uh, how he fades in and out with his voice and stuff in certain tracks. You can tell it's all placed there specifically. It's not like he was just kind of fucking around. Maybe for some songs, but it's not like he was just kind of just like... You took it, he took it seriously. Obviously, I don't know. he took it seriously. So the, the mixing is definitely a huge good point. The production, obviously, was awesome. Like, it's just the fact, bro, that this is what I want from these type of projects. It's like, I want cohesion. I want it to sound like you, but I don't want it to be too repetitive and too just, you know, eight of the same type of song. I don't want eight Audis. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't yeah. need that. I need a whole bunch of different songs that fit well with each other that I can listen through all the way and not have to pick out one, two songs. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah, the production... The production was good. The production for me was a huge plus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you could thank Mike Mike Dean for that, the executive producer. So Legend, goat, bro. He definitely put hella sauce on that, made the transitions extra fine. And I will say, um, you know, when it comes to substance... See, this is the thing, bro, about the Dead Star that I like. Maybe I'm putting more thought into it than Perp, maybe. But <laughs> what I see with these projects is kind of like he's literally, it, it's like empty kind of lyrics or whatever. But he's saying what you think he would say. He's bragging about all this Fi shit. But then he has the moments in the album where he's kind of just like, none of this shit means anything and I'm still sad as fuck that's that's I, I figured I, 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 literally, fucking, I peeped that shit too literally from the first track where he's just rapping about all this five shit but then the hook is all this shit could fall apart living in the matrix and my brain's trying to get out the matrix so it seems like he's kind of just trying to take drugs drink alcohol so he doesn't think about how meaningless this shit is all the shit he's talking about and he's like uh, let me just make it sound good so that you don't think about all that and then every once in a while, especially like with the interludes, it's like kind of where he lets it all out. Where he's kind of just like, "This shit sucks," and I'm feeling bad, and blah blah blah. Yeah, I really like, really love the atmospheres that yeah. he went with on a lot of these songs. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of the drugs, I like how he didn't really talk about that as much, and that's because um, you know, he went to the to rehab and shit mm. for like a couple weeks, I think, and. Yeah, he just wanted to to be clean, get a a clear mind. So it's nice to hear it's nice to hear how he is uh after rehab, you know, just talking about that experience a little bit on this album. Yeah. I think I think he just like again, I'm coming from like I'm the least familiar with him, so this project was like the first project the first project that like I've listened to in full um in recent memory from him. So like I think the production was a big part of it for me too because I'm listening to some of these intros and like some of the transitions. I'm just like, yo, like I've never heard these sounds before. Exactly, these these are bro. these are cool. Like you know what I'm saying? These just sound good. You feel me? And like exactly. like you said, he's not. Of course, he's not no fucking lyrical maestro, but he doesn't need to be. Like he just needs to make like like just good. Like you know, he makes he makes good on the way to the function music too. Like yeah. all of these beats are hard hitting. Yeah. And his melodies on this like. For that song, oh, we're not in the songs yet. Fuck my bad, but fucking, you can go for it. We can go for all right. So fuck it. Like on Red Bottoms, I like the beginning of that song a lot. Yeah, yeah. Like, cause I'm like, yo, I just like it's just it's like a very like when I hear that song, I picture like a fucking like a dark fucking place with like smoke or some shit. Like it helps you build an atmosphere because of that atmosphere. And, world, and like the yeah. atmosphere building 
for these albums is really, really underrated and really good. Yeah. What I appreciate, like, bro, you can say anything, but just make me feel like I'm your in your world. Make me feel like I'm like, like cinematic, like you said. Like, listening to this project, you can kind of feel like you are Smoke Perp. Like you're just kind of <laughs> like, this is what I think being Smoke Perp would feel like. Just talk about this, talk about that, fuck some bitches, take some drugs, and then uh, I don't know. I guess I'm going to sleep off the lean. But then, it does, <laughs> no, but then none of it fucking matters. Exactly. And it's kind of like he knows that, but it's just kind of like, uh, keep talking about. But I'm still shit. gonna brag keep about it. Keep talking about drugs so you don't think about that. You know what I mean? <laughs> All this shit could fall apart, but he's like, uh, but I got bitches, and you know, like you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Like that's I like that shit, bro. But that shit is fine. The the drug the drug lyrics like aren't I mean I don't know like in general I guess there's I don't know compared to his other projects because I'm not familiar but like the drug references on here don't seem too heavy. There's enough of them. They're just it's literally to me heavy. it's just enough to make you remember like SoundCloud rapper life. Yeah, that's yeah, what or, or what the genre. It's not like he's of. just only talking about and I'm t- like. He's not. The, the, he's kind of not even really bragging about it. It's just like it's just I said. It's like life. <laughs> uh, this is just one of the things that we do. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Take some drugs. So. Uh, yeah. He's not really like bragging about it. Like fuck, I, I would hate. Like it. glamorizing it or something. Yeah. He's not really like referencing it in like every other line. Yeah. Like. Fuck, like I, it's I, like oh this is the like future ever. like future or somebody yeah yeah like, like future he's, yeah he's yeah. gotten to the point where he's able to like I said like. You know what you expect from a SoundCloud rapper. There's going to be some drug references in here, but it's not like, you know what I'm saying? this That's kind of old news. It's just part of my life now. So mm-hmm. I say it at every other bar. But, yeah. you know. And one of my favorite things about this project is, well, it's really, it, it really goes off of what you said, um, how he makes Death Star so different from his mixtapes. Because mm-hmm. like, comparing that to Lost Planet, Lost Planet was just a tape where he wanted to make, <clears throat> a tape where he wanted to make performance songs and shit. But with this one, I, I really feel the atmosphere in this one. I really feel like he took was his he took his time with it because, like he said, he spent over a year with it, made three different versions of it, and this is the version that we got. This is that. I feel like he takes these projects. I mean, to cut you off, but I'm just. I feel like since you said that, like y'all both were making it seem like he takes his JSR projects seriously more lyrically and sonically and overall than his <laughs> other shit. Is this, are these kind of like his like you know how Jay Z has like the blueprint? Actually, and like I wouldn't even say he takes it more seriously lyrically, or maybe he. I think it's not like, but it's like it's. I think it just, are y'all just like them better? It just, it just feels more purposeful. Like it feels not, like it's not like the lyrics are better because there are definitely some projects where like maybe his lyrics are better on those because he's just true, you know, trying to make the fire raps. But this he's just mostly focusing on atmosphere, mostly focusing on son- making it sonically pleasing and fit the world of the album. That it doesn't seem like he's taking it more seriously because it's like you can say something fi, but if it don't go mesh well with the song, it's kind of like what's the point? Hmm. Or you can say something that's kind of empty, but place it in a certain way that makes it feel purposeful. Like you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Even though there's not much to it, it's like it's here for a reason. And that's what I would say. It's not necessarily that the lyrics are better. It's just that they're you can tell they're there that they're placed there for a purpose like if he is going for what i said where he's just like this is just the shit i do so i'm gonna just say some stupid shit but also it's like i'm gonna make it sound good and fine it's just like one of those pleasure over substance type of things where he's trying to like go for that but the the substance and the sadness keeps like creeping through a little bit you know gotcha okay so what are the cons of this project? What don't we like about it? 
to that point, man, I would say I he could really take this over the top, his sound, if he would be more lyrical, if he just had better lyrics. Like, there's even a couple points where he says something that's like, it don't even got to be mind-blowing or something like that, but, like, a couple points where he says shit that's, like, kind of funny, where he's like, first he's like, I didn't even want to fuck his bitch because something, something, but then he's like, you know what, I'm going to do it because it might make him upset or some shit. He says something like that. I'm uh, like, that's kind of funny. But if he just, he's like, he's like I'm going to just do it just to like piss you, piss him off or some, something. I'm quoting him wait, wrong. As yeah, I'm about to say, that's, you making him sound like really like fucking pointless. Because it's like you said, I don't want to fuck his bitch because I don't want to fuck his bitch. But then you're like, I'm going to do it because it'll make him mad. He was saying it like, I don't want to fuck her because she's like not even in my league kind of. Oh, okay. But like, I'm going to just make do it because he's, he's a bitter nigga and I'll just smash anyway. Like, <laughs> fuck you. Like that type of shit. Like that's it, that's funny. But if he would have said it better, it would have like, like made it sound, it just would have hit harder. I was like, that was almost hella funny. And I might be misquoting it, and I'm kind of getting because like I have a bar that I was writing before I listened to this album that was like <laughs> on a similar vein that you guys may hear okay. one day. And I was like, "See, bro, if you just say it like this, it's like I don't know. His lyrics <laughs> just need to hit harder, bro. They just <laughs> they just need to be more purposeful and like not that they're not pu- purposeful, but it's like, bro, play with those words a little bit more and like it it like." Give me something that will stick with me longer. Like, if you have these funny lyrics or if you're more self-referential and more kind of like, you know, like, I don't know. It's hard to say, but it's just he could utilize his lyrics better. His lyrical ability is definitely his weakest point. Um, so, yeah, I would like to see that amped up. And that would just make me really, really like this project, like really, really like his projects a lot more because the atmosphere storytelling ability is definitely all there but it's just like the substance is kind of lacking that's my biggest con with it yeah yeah i agree in the lift to an extent for me the biggest con is uh there's a lack of originality i feel you yeah Yeah, because on this on his album there's a lot of examples of him biting other flows particularly travis and cardi and yeah well and Kamethazine but that's only because they sound alike they do but so that's kind of unfair (laughs) but but there was a point there was a moment where he was like kind of literally just using his flow from like you know what I'm saying yeah okay when uh, when I hear the Dead Star 2 leaks like the other versions of this project he had I can see that he was kind of biting Kamethazine's flow but only because that nigga sounds exactly like him Like if if we're being straight up, bro, that nigga com- that nigga smoke per sound like Comedazine before Comedazine was popping. Alright. So but but anyway, um But it's just like I will say he started that sound, but Comethazine kinda refined it in a way yes. that's undeniably Comethazine. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, thank yeah. you. Thank you. So Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. And, so and smoke purse kinda like, shit, I started that shit. Let me get that right quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me so, borrow that right quick. So yeah. Um but on the songs where he's biting Cardi, bro, it's it's kind of cringy at how obvious it is. Cause like on I think Ariba, I like that song a lot, but it's so obvious how wet wet wet. I and I did not like that song. Yeah, a lot of people don't. But and then Lightspeed, bro, uh, that shit was that's probably the worst song on the album for me, bro. That shit was so ass, bro. Cause like that that beat, I feel like. I feel like the producer would have wanted him to do something different. I feel like with that beat, he probably wanted to like make him do some hard old school 
smoke smoke perp type shit. But he really just ended up doing some really trash cart cardi shit, and it was very was forgettable. That the song where it was like a hard hitting beat, but then he just sang over it. I think so. Because that was one song where I was kind of like, this isn't bad, but it's wasted potential for the beat. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that that's how I like, feel. I feel like he was kind of trying to subvert expectations. But yeah. Kind of like, eh. The, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of there's a few dead moments, but and that's only really just because. Yeah, that's probably just because well, of the land. It's not long as far as minutes, but like the amount of songs. It is kind of a, a long album in terms of songs, but he's another one where he kind of makes it. It's not a perfect like for the average not seamless fan. Yeah, it's not like. You know, you're gonna always want to listen to this all the way through. But for the length of tracks that it has, it's a lot better than some of these other projects to where you're kind of like skipping around and kind of yeah. like you only want to listen to three songs. You know. Yeah. So, but yeah, I feel you. I've his um biting is not as bad as it's been on some other stuff. Like when he did that one song, man, where he ripped off Valet, him and Pump. Oh. Like, bro, Valet had literally just come out with his biggest song like two and, weeks and that before. Was, and that was around the time that niggas were saying that he sounded like Comedicine, but really Comedicine was biting Valet's And then flow. they literally took his exact flow, cadence, and like speech pattern. Yeah. And just unapologetically just used it. I did not like that. I followed that song. Like, I did not like that. It's, it's still a good song, but it's not as good as Valet's song, the first one. But it's just kind of like, see, I, I'm i conflicted with this because it's like I like versatility and I don't want you to just sound like one thing throughout the whole project because that's oh, how yeah, I get sure. bored as fuck. But it's kind of like when you do use elements of other people, you've got to make it your own thing. you got to dilute it so it's not just, oh, that's valet. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Which can be, or at least you got to give credit or something or at least feature them or I don't know, something. It's a hard wa- balance to walk because, like, you don't want people to get bored, but you also don't want to just bite niggas' flows. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. It's it's a t- it's a tough one, but I, I feel you on that. I yeah, feel you on that. So, there were definitely moments where I was like, oh, this literally just sounds like this person or that person. Yeah, so when when you get those moments, the album starts to become a little bit cringy. Well, not really yeah. cringy, but I guess the sound starts becoming cringy. So... Really, the biggest con for me is a lack of originality. I was expecting like a little more hard hitting shit, like mm-hmm. Dead Star. But I mean, he still gave us some hard hitting shit though. So yeah, this one was really a little bit sadder that. than Dead Star one. Yeah, there. Yeah, and but fuck, I, I'm, right now I'm just thinking a lot more pros about and the I album. And I feel like Dead Star one did have better lyrics. Than yeah, this it, one. it did. And um, what I like about this album is uh, he was like rapping on that one, like trying to rap. Like, yeah. Is he good when he does that though? In y'all it opinion, works. like is he like good? Well, for what it sound, yeah, but yeah, it what? works when it works. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. Yeah, another thing I liked about this album was it wasn't he wasn't very repetitive. Exactly. Um, he was like the perfect amount of repetitive. He just wanted to make hits. It sounded like. Yeah, right now I'm just thinking of more pros about the album. Damn. You can't even come up with no goddamn cons, guys. It's not too many cons. It's not. I mean, yeah. Literally, as I listened through to every song, I was like. This is good, this is good, this is good. It's not like I had too much to say in terms of the story or anything. That's why it's just my thing. It's like I have notes, but a lot of them are kind of just like good song, good song. Like it's nothing more. It's not much to dive into and be like, and look, here's where he's saying this. And I'm that type of person where I'll look for that, which is how I discern the how he does it with his atmosphere instead of his lyrics. Well, speaking of songs. But he could add his lyrics to that, to the atmosphere and kind of just 
make it. I don't know. It would just take it over the top, bro. If he just got his pin game up. Now speaking of songs, I was going to say, what well, what are what are the favorite songs? Since we talked about the pros and the cons, pretty much. Because the con for me is just like it's just a lot of these songs really weren't super memorable on first listen. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel you. It's, yeah, it's, I damn near like the whole album. To be honest, it's not yeah. like a lot of the songs were memorable, but none of them are bad. That's the the weird thing. You know what? One of my favorite songs of this album is. It's definitely the interlude, man. bro. That's literally my fa- like one of my favorite songs too. That's the one that I have saved most recently. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's probably, bro. That's probably my favorite song of this project, to be honest. Because with that one, he just creates a very good atmosphere. That the producers bring something new to the game, bro. and it sounded like he was kind of you know perfecting what he had with the Death Star One sound with the Auto Tune sound. I didn't really fuck with the Auto Tune sound on Death Star One, but. Now that he's revitalizing it on this project, it sounds better. And it's literally, like, that's what I said. Like, the interludes are the focal point that holds his projects together. He utilizes interludes very well. Because it's, like, everything else is, like, how I said, the, oh, regular um, SoundCloud nigga shit. Then on the interludes, it's like, damn, this is how I really feel inside. But the only thing I would say about the interlude that I didn't like is there's a lot of dead space after he does that first verse. It's a lot of dead space. I'm like, oh, just yeah, say the verse again. Yeah, just say the verse again. That's the part again. where he's just humming and auto-tune. Like, mm-hmm. And it's like, bro, no, bring the verse back. <laughs> I want you to just say the verse like four times if you have to. Don't just leave all that dead space there. Because yeah. I really liked how it sounded. I, of course, loved the first interlude too, Lude too on the first song of Take Me to the Moon or whatever the fuck. I really like that. <laughs> or whatever the fuck. I really like that a lot. I really like this one a lot, but it could have been better if they would have just said it, the redid the hook again or the verse again. But yeah, that's probably what my favorite song too. I guess I like "Fill Up the Room" with Ty Dolla Sign. I like "The Matrix" because it it sets the precedent. I like "What I Please" with Denzel Curry. What did y'all think about Denzel Curry or the, I like or song. any of the features? I, I don't fuck with Denzel Curry part, even though lyrically he was creative. I don't fuck with his it part at all. Per- I like this. I like this part. Yeah, I just I didn't like the foot fetish line. Yeah, I yeah. like Smoke Perp's part better. Interesting. I thought it was good. It just. It's a little off with some parts, but I, I like the verse. It's, it's not a combination I would immediately think would go together. I don't he, know. Well, he they, didn't they, fit wrong on it though. He didn't well, sound out of place. To they me. both from Miami, so but see, oh, I, don't, facts, yeah. I don't know what it is about Denzel Curry, bro. I just don't like him anymore. I used to love Imperial, but mm. yeah, that's interesting. I don't you didn't like his it. last project. Uh, what was it called? Zoo. I mean, I thought that was straight, and then now, Super what Sam. One? What was that? one with that clout Cobain was on. Oh, Taboo. That, uh, no, I didn't like that one that much, but everyone said that was album of the year. But that's a different discussion. Yeah, that's a different discussion. But anyway. All the features kind of fit well. There was, well, besides to you, Denzel Curry, but there was like, I he even utilized Lil Pump really well. <coughs> I think that's just Lil Pump's fault, bro. What you mean? Fault? Yeah. Because Lil Pump was trash on that song. So Smoke <laughs> Prep obviously came, he was obviously following Pump's energy. So I feel like he utilized him well, actually. Like he did, he was able to give you that like flashback of when Little Pump. Was oh, I thought you said he, wait. No, I thought that I think he used him well on the song, cause like I confused myself. He didn't do much, but like it's like oh, it's cool. It's like old friends getting back together and laugh yeah. right, laugh right. It was, it was like okay, okay. Like, <laughs> I think, like when Pump, when Pump is featuring on Perp, it's way better than when Perp is featuring on Pump. That's facts. It's a Perp song. That's and facts. Pump. He knows how to, he was his producer, so he knows how to be like, yo, go here and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so it, it works a little better. 
Um, I, the only right. song, I probably my least favorite song is "Dirty Dirty" with Lil Skies. Like I didn't. That's probably one of my. Oh wait, I didn't even save that one. I did, yeah, but I, I like I that song. Though. It, so I don't know if I like. I like. I liked it better though. in the context of the album. But when I heard it as a single, I was like, "This is the lead yeah, single." Yeah, same, same, same. I like Stevie. I think Stevie's pretty. Like I think his wordplay on that is like creative Stevie's and it's funny. Good. For what me, y'all think about Trippy Red. Trippy Red. Okay, now that song was on his album. I didn't like it on his album, but for some reason, I liked it better on here. I actually saved it on here, so it flows better on here than it did on his last album. I feel you. I think it flows better on the album than as a single, but some of the lyrics weren't great. They didn't make any sense. I, I can imagine, but I like the I like the atmosphere they were going for. I feel you. I like freaking, just my favorite songs in general, I think are Red Bottoms, Stevie, What I Please, On Purpose, and I, I like Robin Robin. Mm-hmm. Um, cause like I feel like, like most of these songs, honestly, like just for me, like I just most of them didn't connect. But for those, like, but like I see, like, him being just. I can appreciate the fact that he's trying to be different. You know what I'm saying? Just in general, with his produ- uh his production, and I feel like he um, I feel like he just has, he has a lot of like, it's just very catchy in most cases you know what i'm saying like it doesn't have to be like it doesn't have to be lyrical it can just be something that just sonically is pleasing and i think that's what the good songs on here are also i'd like to say it's very hard to make a follow-up hit song audi 2 was a good song great workout song so props for that and i liked how it was like the last song of the album you know what i'm saying yeah that was kind of fitting for me um my favorite songs were red bottoms um wait what yeah that one was on his uh that was a leaked one because that was on like the other versions of Death Star too. Um, I fought uh, with Ariba and fill the room up. Floor seats is probably my second favorite because of Pyrex. That shit was crazy, and that's the only one with a with a beat switch. There aren't too many songs this year. I mean, there aren't too many albums this year with beat switches. Hmm. So I appreciate. That was a big thing last year. Yeah. yeah, I appreciate Floor Seats for doing that. And of course, I like Robin Robin and Audi Two. I liked as a single, um, but it was a good way think, to close out yeah, the album. Yeah, I think it was a good closeout. Ratings? I give this a five. I would give it a strong six. Originally, I had it at a weak seven, but it's a strong six now. Give it a seven. I liked it good enough. Yeah, this is this is a pretty good album. Um, now I was concerned that Smoke Purple fall off. Right. But after this album, I, I feel like he's here to stay. Bro, literally, bro, if you get your pain game up. You could be here for a while. You could be here for a while. At least for me, I'll buy. It. I'll buy the songs. <laughs> <laughs> Good job with the atmosphere, man. That shit is for sure dope. And I, pre- I appreciate the experimentation with the production. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a. Uh, very to me, that's just that's the thing that stuck out the most to me was the production. Same, that's atmosphere for me. Yeah, shout out Mike Dean for getting that together. All right, so before we get up out of here, don't forget to follow us at Low Mid Productions on Instagram, at Low Mid on YouTube. Uh, your boy Huey, you can follow me at Huey Revolution on everything that is Instagram, SoundCloud, Spotify, Twitter, not Twitter. Um, Hero Revolution 8 on Twitter. Yeah. Eight. This your boy, King Ramil. 
It's your boy Ramil. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <Damn>. um, <laughs> from a king to a prince really fast. From a king to a fucking king peasant. Ramil. Nah, it's just Ramil. Nah, it's just Ramil. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at King Ramil. You can follow us on YouTube at Lumi Productions as well. Um, you can follow me on Instagram uh, and Twitter. Don't follow me on, on my YouTube yet. So, but it's all it's all the same. <laughs> it's Nemo de Zeus. N e m o t h e z e u s. Follow my YouTube. <laughs> I want to start leaving because you know, like people probably click off the podcast before we do like our rundown of all our shit like our socials because they probably like oh well all they're gonna do is their socials i want to start leaving something some kind of hidden treasure at the very end of the podcast for the people that stick around that are listening to this right now you know what i'm saying since most people have clicked off we got to figure out something to do so if you're listening to this right now you're part of whatever club i'm thinking of creating for you guys if you're listening to this right now send me why you love your girlfriend and i'll respond back and i'll tell you the same thing <laughs> I don't. I don't that's know. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Um, if you've made it this far, thank you for sticking around this long. Yeah, if you've made it this far, <laughs> you're the chosen one. Yeah, like, yeah. You're a true low mid fan. Like, We're gonna figure out something to do yeah. for you guys that really stick around to the very, very end. Y'all are oh, I have an fuck. idea, but we'll we'll, talk, we'll discuss it off here. All right. Hey, hey, and if y'all have an idea, don't say it in the main chat. Send it to us into DM. You dig directly. Keep it a secret. <laughs> All right, we out. All right, y'all. Bitch. Appreciate it. Later.